Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Confirm everyone's recording. Check. Check. All right. And check, check. Okay, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, everyone. And returning to the show, we have James Cadiz. What's up, everybody? What's up, James? Glad to be on with y'all. Awesome. So this is episode number 141, Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree 2018. Nice. The The 16th. The 16th annual Rochester Aero Modeling Society Northeast (laughs) Model Helicopter Jamboree 2018. I didn't realize it had been going on 16 years. That's that's really cool. It's been going yeah. on as long as I've been trying to say the whole thing in its entirety. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah, it is pretty long. Yeah, man. 16 years. Seriously, that is crazy. I think Ryber took over at what, though? Like three or four years ago, I think you said? Yeah, I think four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So almost as long as we've been going. This is our third, I believe, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, you didn't go up the first year with Anthony, or did you go? Did no, you go no. I didn't, I didn't go up there with Anthony. And then... You guys did the South Jersey thing, and I didn't go that first time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's catch up with everyone's week. So who wants to go first? I don't know. Andy should probably go first because then you and I can talk about the same thing and go right into the main topic. Yeah, I that, makes, that sounds good to me. Uh-huh. Um, I got out over the weekend and got a couple flights in, but I had a really great day Monday. Um, I had a guy, Craig come down from uh tired iron aviation he's kind of part of that group he flies up there with those guys he's the he's the only heli guy in the group so oh, okay. uh yeah so he come down he was wanting to learn um autos i showed him a couple things and uh kind of some practice drills i guess you would call them like you know kind of what the approach angle should look like and uh he so he done some of those with the motor on, kind of got comfortable with it, and then um, he started uh, shooting autos and nice. doing them really really well. Nice. So, yeah, he he was um, got a Protos Max uh, stretched to seven eighty, so I mean it floats forever. Oh, so it's, it's a really seven eighty, huh? Who makes seven eighty blades? Uh, he had line blades. Okay, on it. I guess it's the 800 stretch, and he probably just stuck the 780s on there. They make a 750 and an 800 stretch boom for those. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it worked out really, I mean, really well. He, Like I said, he done one full pack, probably just doing, um, I guess I would call it like a practice approach. You know, set up and then come come down, maintaining the angle and everything, and then practice the flare. Yeah, do all that with the motor on. Uh, just kind of a low head speed setup, mm-hmm. and when he got good with that, I, you know, it's just just a matter of shutting the motor off, and doing the same thing. The first couple were a little rough, but shoot, after about five, he was he was landing like a feather. So it it, it worked out really well. Oh, awesome! So, so let yeah. me ask you something, Andy. When I was when I was learning autos with Rob, uh, mm-hmm. he had me, you know, turn around 
come towards make my little approach, but mm-hmm. get into an attitude where, you know, the tail is more or less down and I'm giving negative and I'm coming in kind of quick. Is that mm-hmm. how you were doing that with him? Yeah, that would be the, like the flare at the very bottom. Is that what you're saying? So you're, you're, you're coming down. I'm coming down uh, the whole way, kind of tail down and in a negative, you know, negative pitch. No, no, I, I was going more, kind of more of the disc flat, maybe okay. even, um, a slight dive, but very, very slight. I mean, basically a flat disc, but keeping the forward momentum so that, uh, when you flare at the bottom, you can build up a little more head speed. Okay. That's just kind of the way I was doing it. I'm sure there's many, many different ways to go about it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think what you're talking about is how guys like eventually progress into from yeah. what Rob was teaching me. Well, yeah, it, well, but if you're putting the, the, ta- if you're putting the tail down disc up like that, how, how do you not lose all your forward momentum? Because you're giving it negative and yeah, it's really not that far down. Okay. You're, you're flying in, into the wind. And you're giving yeah. it negative, so you're keeping the blade spinning as much as possible, and you're sure. really you're really sure. coming down kind of quick too. Okay. And it works to be like you can just leave it in that orientation, you basically let go of the sticks too. And if you're in the right speed coming down, you can do that the whole way down until you're at the bottom. Okay. And, and then rotate the tail and give it, you know, your flare. Right. And yeah, that makes down. sense. Now we were doing um, kind of like. Uh, mm, Sort of more of a floaty auto, I guess. I mean, like about a 45-degree descent, uh, flat disc. Uh, we had no wind, so we really didn't have uh, – okay. wind actually helps you with autos, as you guys know. Yeah. But, um, and, of course, with the 780, he had tons of float at the end to, to – he could hover like two, three seconds and then set it down. Yeah. So – one other thing we did was uh, he'd had it. He'd bought a jetty radio secondhand, and um, he said he'd had it about a year, I believe. And uh, he's flying Spectrum, like a DX9. Jetties a, can be a little bit overwhelming if you don't know anybody or you don't, you've never really messed with one. Right. So he brought it, and we got that all set up on his Protos and everything working. So I think he was happy with that. And then he, he brought his son. He's got a 10-year-old, Ethan. And uh, he had just started on the sim like four days earlier. Uh, he had a little bit of experience with quads, he said, um, and had been practicing on the sim for like four days, but he never actually flew in real life. So I said, um, well, no time like the present. So I grabbed the little X3 in the buddy box and put him up. And uh, shoot, first battery, he was flying great. I mean, hover oh. and everything. And by three batteries, he was doing like the flips and kind of loops. He wasn't really flying circuits. He was more just doing tail end stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, he was doing, I guess they were loops, but they were kind of more like, they were trying to do flips, but they turned into like these loopy things. But he was catching it at the, at the end each time. I, I mean, I really didn't have to do anything. And after two or three of those, he was doing like a nice stationary flips, you know, forward elevator flips. Nice. So just one more example. One of these kids make you want to pull your hair out. Yeah. I was going to say, could you have any more depressing stories? 
<laughs> week after week on how great these kids are doing. I know, I know, I know. I tripped walking out to the flight line for crying out loud. <laughs> but you tripped like a pro, though. But I tripped like a pro. That's right, because I've had years of experience. Yes. Tripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pick it up really quick. And um, his dad's into quick. it, so hopefully, you know, he might catch the bug and, and be a really good pilot. He's only 10, so he's got. You know, he's got a couple of years. If he, I told him if he starts now, for the time he's, you know, 14, 15, he could be really, really good. Nice. So that, that's, I don't know. It's fun to get these guys interested in the hobby and, and stuff. I enjoy it. No, I joke, but yeah, that's really cool, dude. Uh huh. Yep. And like so, Steve said, these kids are disgustingly good. <laughs> they really are. Makes me mad. I know. I don't even know how many times just trying to hover, I've crashed the helicopter, and these kids are doing it on their first shot. Like, okay, oh yeah, yeah that was that no, was it. No problem. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I took off and landed, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think he'd have any issue. Definitely not taking off. I don't think he'd have any issue with landing if he just practiced, yeah, a little bit on the sim. Yep. But, so that kind of sums it up for me. Um, Let's hear about your guys' week. Uh, we went to a fun fly. Okay, so let's go to news and announcement. <laughs> nah. Hey, why don't we have James go next, and then we can talk about our yeah. adventure up north. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a good plan. I, how long has it been since I've been on with you guys? I don't know. What episode number were you? I think it was like 60-something, so should I talk about what I've been doing <laughs> the whole year? I, mean, I, don't know. I know, right? <laughs> So for the last year and a half, I've been. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Uh, I can talk about just the craziness of the last, uh, probably the last month or so. I have, when I was up there with you guys, we were just getting ready. We were in the process of closing on my house. So uh, we finally purchased the house, moved in, and that has taken up everything. As Steve, I know you you know all oh, about yeah. this, how crazy it was. So mm-hmm. um, what's really, really cool, hobby-related, I'll just go to what's hobby-related, is on the um, on the third – it's a three-story house. So on the third story, I kind of have a, an office space where I get all my work done and kind of thing. And then I've got this massive – like a walk-in closet – that my wife absolutely just graciously allowed me to completely convert into a hobby room. So nice. it's awesome. It's like super organized. I'm putting all the finishing touches on there, uh, getting a workbench all set up, getting some power put in there so I can do all my soldering and get everything all organized. So it, it's beginning to come together pretty cool. It's looking really good. And uh, I've got a lot of helicopters to repair before the RC Gen Fun Fly. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah, so um, my uh, the goblin is about the only thing that's working right now, but that thing blew up uh, after about, I want to say something like 400, 500 flights on the goblin 700. I lost the tail servo mid-flight. It was a Futaba that probably had seven or 800 flights on there, and uh, I just was practicing speed passes. And I come out, reverse cubinate, come right down. I'm hauling butt. I'm probably going the better part of, I don't know, probably 100 miles an hour, and I lose the tail. And I, I, I kid you not, man. I thought I was going to blow the thing up. And I managed to be able to auto-rotate it down and not uh, not not destroy anything. Thank God for that. Nice. And, and so I replaced it with a BK servo. Those servos are solid. I've never 
I literally have never uh, destroyed a BK servo, like destroyed, destroyed one uh, just from wearing it down. Uh, I've destroyed them in flight a bunch of times, but never, never wear down. So I got that worked out really, really good. I, I've been trying to get the tail servo, the BK tail servo forever. The, uh, what is it? The 7,000, what is the 7,000? I don't remember what the number is on that. The, the, the red. 7,006. Yeah, 7,006. I've been trying to get one forever and they've been out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. So I went to a local, a local hobby store that was, that was trying to blow out all their helicopter stuff. And so they were selling these servos. Get this. Ready? 50% off. Whoa. So I had, every, I had every BK servo that they had in stock. I bought them all. I'm like, are you kidding me? 50% off? I want them. Give them to me. So I did. Uh, so the Goblin's up and running. Um, my Protos EVO 800 has just been one that's been sitting there forever that I haven't repaired yet. But I'm going to repair it this week so I can have it ready for, uh, for the fun fly. Um, I destroyed my Oxy-4. Midair, once again, mechanical failure. I, I lost the tail. I don't know what the heck happened. I still can't figure out the root cause of that thing. But um, I've got most of the parts in for that. There's a few parts that weren't uh, in stock that are pending a tail gear and a few other pieces that I think are all in now. So I'm going to have to order those and get those into repair. And then my Protos 380, I'm still uh, waiting to repair. I finally got all the parts in there, so I'll get that all finished. And then... You remember the story of the Goblin 570 that I just completely blew up midair again? That one that just fell apart. Yeah. I think I lost the link and it exploded. Uh -huh. um, well, I purchased a 570 Sport to replace that about six months ago, but it's been such a busy, stinking life that I never uh, rebuilt that thing. So I'm going to start building that this week uh, in hopes to get it done before RCHN 6. So that's also pending. And then um, I was hoping to, but I don't think it's going to get done. I mean, you know, you've been looking for things to build. I might talk mm -hmm. to you about my N7. I don't know. I have, I still have You still that haven't N7. built that thing? No, <laughs> so bad, dude. Two and a half years, bro, and I still haven't built that sucker, man. Oh, I can't boy. Oh, it's a sin, bro. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. And <laughs> I got the best of everything for it. I got a Hattori pipe. I got a, a OS 105. I got everything. I got every primo piece. I even have the XL clutch. I bought the XL clutch as an upgrade, uh -huh. not even using the first one. So I got to get all that done. But that's those are the things that I kind of got uh, that I got pending. And, you know, so I just started on all of that this week. So that's kind of what I've been having going on. And let me tell you something. I, you know, I used to invest in property uh, over the years. You know, as a single guy, you'd go buy a piece of property. Uh, you'd fix it up. You'd sell it. It was no problem. I could care less. There was no stress to me. It was like easy, 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 easy. But when you're married and you have a family involved, holy smokes, bro, it sucks to buy a house nowadays. Let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, it's that's all good now. We're over with all of that. But my life has pretty much been on hold for the last couple months as a result of it. But that's pretty much been the week. It's been, been a busy week, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to prove to be busier over the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Wow. Okay. So, Kevin, you want to go with the uh, – we'll talk about the Jamboree. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Should we go right to the main topic then? Because you and I were both at the Jamboree. And that's yeah. really all I did. Uh, let's see. Did, uh... Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I did otherwise, but it was for the Jamboree, is I got my um, Goblin Black Thunder set up for a night rig. So I did a, you know, I basically the night before leaving. So Thursday night at like almost 12 o'clock midnight. So I guess almost Friday morning, I basically wired up 
a canopy, uh, my green um, and black black thunder canopy, uh, with lights. Kind of started some connectors and got it all ready, and then, yeah, and then I headed out for the jamboree. So, so nice. yeah, the sixteenth annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. What an event, huh? Yeah, it was awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, the weather was killer. Yes. I left Friday morning. You left Friday morning. Yep. And uh, dude made it my way up there and, uh, yeah, hit some rain going up. But once I got up there, it was really nice. No mm-hmm. humidity in, like, 70s. And, uh, yep. dude, set up and, geez, I ran, we ran into everybody, the normal, you know, crowd. And I'll probably go down a list of people. But I'm glad James is on the show because I'm about to say that Mike Welch is my savior and <laughs> James probably is going to be like, what? Uh, uh, what are you he, talking about? He's my fun fly event savior and uh, for the weekend because, dude, this guy let me stay in his his camper and he's got this camper where I basically very had nice my, camper had my own room and oh, it wow. was amazing. Yeah. And he was just, it, he, he was like, uh, you know, what are you doing for the event? And I said, I'm going to, you know, stay in a hotel and then tent the next night. And he was like, well, I got, my wife's not coming and you can stay, you know, on the pullout in the camper. And it was awesome, man. What a setup. Not only did he let me stay there, he cooked us breakfast both mornings and, uh, just full amenities with the, the shower and everything. It was, it was, it was awesome, man. Nice. But now you owe him, bro. See, that's now I owe him big time. (laughs) Which is no problem. No problem at all. Nah, Mike's a great guy, man. Yeah. So we we saw Mike, uh, Rob, and Devin were up there. I don't know if you want to run down everybody we saw. Steve. Yeah. Um, We saw Chris Breams, and his daughter was there. Mm -hmm. And Chris was hysterical. Chris is a hoot, for sure. Of of course, the first guy I see when I roll up is Charlie. Yeah, um, I always see Charlie like first for some reason, and his wife Renee, and uh, Bill was there. Bill Ann, mm-hmm. Chris Ryberg, of course, and his family was there. Yeah, and we met this guy Jason two years ago. Jason Mahoy, yeah, yeah, and uh, man, he got really good helicopter pilot. You know, his flying got got really good, and he's his buddy Steve, and they belong to a club in Ithaca, New York. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, hey, we, we, we're the club president, vice president right here. We got basically a few members and, uh, you know, we're going to try to get some events together coming up next, next year. You know, we want you guys to come up and, uh, really good yeah. bunch of guys. And he said that, that, you know, the layout is unlimited. We can really fly whatever we want. And, uh, that should be a lot of fun, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, going up there and checking that field out. Yeah. And it's not too far from us too, right? I think it's like two and a half hours or three hours or something like that. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, we saw Diamante, Chris Diamante. Yep, Chris and his family. And his family, and Mike. Old man, old man and, 3D Phil, yep. And Phil, yeah. Phil Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Yep. My team manager, Ron Kors Jr. was there. Right. Uh, and he brought his family, too, his wife and daughter, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I had a nice little conversation because Ron drives a Jeep, and uh, he's mm-hmm. got it all done up. And we were going over each other's Jeep and checking things out. It was pretty cool. Did he bring thirty of his? Did he bring thirty of his hundred and eighty goblins? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what he brought with him. We all talk smack about how many goblins he has because every single one of us are jealous. 
But it, you know what? It's, you. It's, it's, I think he brought three. The person I'm really jealous is is Charlie because he brings like not all of them, but like half of them, and he has like twenty something in his you Holy know camper and his RV, and he has like I don't know. He says he has more than Ron, so it's a kind of going I don't know thing to yeah, see James, like who has more. You know, <laughs> at, at one point we all got together uh, and put all our oxys out and took a picture oh of my god that was crazy everybody yeah, that was at it. the event right mm-hmm. that had an oxy and then we did like a little anybody on the team sort of thing you know field rep and whatnot and charlie brought out six oxys yeah <laughs> holy smokes man and those are crazy <laughs> and those are probably the ones he built i mean he probably has six more that's not even built <laughs> one of them was the mountain dew green one and he was like yeah. i haven't flown that one in a while and he it had dust on it and he flew it he took it and flew it after we took the picture how the heck do you maintain all those things like does he have a mechanic like Tarek Saidi? Uh, like what what how does how does he do that i don't know it's easy if you have like 50 helicopters, you only have to fly them once a month, so there's really not much maintenance to it. <laughs> Very true. You got a good point there. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, well taken. Yeah. you. It takes you, you know, 10 years to put 100 flights on when you got yeah. that many. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. I'm just jealous. You know, you know, hey, that's how it goes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also saw uh, Justin. Justin. Um, What's his last name from Takumi? That was signed for Takumi? Taylor. Taylor. Taylor, Taylor, And I think his girlfriend, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our folks from Canada and also from Canada, Tom. I I don't know how to say his last name. Tanasi, I think. Tanasi. He was there. I was hoping to see our friend Joe Boss, but uh, he wasn't able to make it. Yeah, Yeah, he wasn't able to make it. So he had, um, he's a police officer. He had court, so he couldn't make it down. Oh, so yeah. those people didn't get to skip out on the ticket this year. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. He was there. Yeah. yeah, dude. So I started flying Friday night, uh, mm-hmm. flew the 280 a couple of times, and uh, oh, yeah, lost the 280 way out over the beans. And, yeah, so uh, what happened? Yeah, I want to hear about yeah. this. I don't oh, know. I, I got to hear this. <laughs> this is, well, I think what I found out later what happened was that the battery was starting to go big time but that didn't stop me from pushing it out there and it was funny because <laughs> i don't know what i was doing i was i can't even tell you what i was doing i could tell you i remember what it did when i landed or kind of came in but uh it was funny i said to steve i said i was pushing it out there and you know just tried to spin it around and then it just you know it's i lost it and it went in uh-huh. and steve was like you got to stop pushing <laughs> <laughs> i started laughing i was like i was thinking to myself well i gotta start i gotta start pulling that's what i gotta start doing if i'm no, pushing. I, what i said i was like you gotta stop pushing it out there it's a small helicopter you gotta pull it in sometimes yeah <laughs> but i was keeping it kind of tight and i don't know i just went out i was doing something my thumb got lazy or something i don't know like i just kept doing pyros and pushing it and then uh, you know, the sky was a little gray, but, um, so then I start searching for this thing and two hours yeah. I'm out there and it was like, it's probably for about that th- long. It was about three 30 when I, when I, yeah, when I started looking and these beans are like knee deep at some points and then waist deep at other points. And it's like trudging through snow. So for two hours, man, I, I walked out. I made kind of like a couple of passes, like walking straight out, walking straight back. And I got to thank, there was two guys from Canada who 
were like, no, dude, you were like right in line with this tree and kind of, you know, confirmed what I had thought, you know, mm-hmm. from here straight out. But those beans are so thick and that oxy so small, like I couldn't find it no matter what I was doing. I was, you know, taking a few steps. I was turning the radio, you know, I was turning the motor on like I usually do. And I was like, motor run. And then it would cut out and then it would say reconnecting. And then I would hit motor run again and it would cut out. And it was like, so I'm like, oh crap. Now the battery's either, you know, screwed or disconnected somehow. So I'm not able to do that little trick where I can hear the motor whine and then search for it that way. So are you sure the battery was charged? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, look yeah, at the bright side, bro. At least you didn't lose your oxy never to find it again. Well, right. you know, I know the battery was charged because I got at least three minutes out of it. That's my typical, uh, you know, on those batteries. Yeah, but that's an old battery. You're probably two minutes over here flight time so, with that battery. I got a question. Yeah. Did you huff and puff and run around and yell at people for not helping you? Yeah, there were people <laughs> there that thought they were filming another Avengers movie. I was ripping stuff out. They're like, who's the green guy? I was just, I was, stuff was flying. The beans were flying. No. Yeah, but, but did you, did you pretend like your whole life was over and did you pout the rest of the day? Well, I thought it was. I, I'm just curious. I thought maybe that's how you Northern guys do when you lose your helicopter. I don't know. No, just some of us, not all of us. Maybe one of us. Steve knows what I'm talking about. I've watched mm-hmm. what that looks like. You Kevin know. knows oh, what you're talking about. Yeah, we yeah. all know what and we're James talking about. James knows what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It even involves a little bit of Loctite. Right? James <laughs> is out there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for that. That was fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so after I calmed down, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. I'll rise above it. I, I'd searched for, it was like two hours. Like I, I made one pass out there and I'm looking around and there was a guy, I got to thank him, a guy from the club. I think his name was Joe. He almost lost his drone. He was out there for at least an hour with the drone. He flew through a couple packs trying to help me out. I made at least four passes down and back because at one point I came out, I was soaking wet. Like I was sweating so bad. And I said, let me, let me change my shirt and I'll go back out. I think I went out again. And then I'm like, you know what? It's five 30. We all wanted to go out to dinner. It was Friday night. I'm like, I'm not going to let this, you know, get me hung up or I don't want to miss the dinner, you know, and hang out. And the dinner was great, man. I had a great time at the dinner. Um, the primer was good. I liked it. That was and, real good. I love and it. And Steve hung out with his family. So anyways, to get back to the whole 280 story. Yeah. So, you know, that night we're hanging, we're just hanging. I had a couple of drinks. We're just chilling out and, um, I wake up the next morning and, and Rob's like, um, Rob McClellan and, and Mike or Mike Welch are like, let's, well, we're going to put long pants on and we'll get a game plan together. Mike was talking about getting flags and we'll, we'll go down there with a flag and you tell us where you lost it and we'll go from there. And then we decided, you know what, let's get down in the general area and then we'll start doing like a circle, like working our way out, you know, see if uh-huh. we can find it. So we walk over to the, uh, to where the beans are. And at that point I hear that Justin and his girlfriend were out there with flashlights, like at 11 o'clock at night looking. And I was like, uh, you know, I, I made sure I went up and thanked everybody, dude, because just the right thing to do. And you know, people are, that's their vacation too. You know, I'm like, I don't want anybody wasting their time, you know, cause I, I did something stupid or something happened to me, you know. Uh-huh. But anyways, it was cool. So, so I lead the, the 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 two guys out. Rob's behind me and Mike's uh, behind him. And we get to the area where I think I lost it. And I go, it's around here somewhere. You know, we maybe we can start. You know, looking. We all got long pants on. We all 
got all flea and ticked up with the spray and all that. And, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Welch looks down and he goes, hold it. Nobody move, reaches down and pulls it right up. Like took about two minutes to yeah. find it. And if we hadn't have stopped in that spot and Rob hadn't have been there and then Mike behind him, I don't know if we would have ever found it. I walked by it four times because my trail through the beans was still there. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And there was nothing wrong with it. The main gear wasn't chewed up. So I'd never got a connection where I was able to get the motor to run, you know, shortly after it, it landed. The battery was completely dead, obviously, but I put another battery in it and flew it and it was fine. It was, it was, it was intact. There was no damage. There's no damage at all. No, this is a very, this is, I'm just telling you right now for the record, this is a very painful story for me to hear because when I lost my oxy, I never found it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And that was in the middle of the city, by the way, just to tell you, I know that's it. I was new in the hobby, dumb, stupid, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, so I'm 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 experiencing some pain right now hearing your story. <laughs> it, it sucks to find to look for stuff in the beans, but they really do a good job of uh, absorbing the energy of a crash on a small heli like that. Yeah, I mean if you plow your 700 through them, they're not going to do a whole lot, but a, anything small like that, they'll just about cushion it without any damage. Well, we got a few people that cool. commented on facebook we'll probably read later and their stories about larger helicopters that they lost for a a long time oh yeah yeah i mean it's you can lose stuff and never find it in there you're saying if you do find it they do act as a cushion yep so uh i gotta thank rob for coming out and mike man mike was the man like that's why i said he's my he's my weekend savior man not only does the guy hook me up with a place to stay and cook breakfast and uh man then he comes out in the field, finds my helicopter. After that, man, I flew the 690, I think, once in the on the one end. I wasn't tempting fate going down to the other end. And then I, <laughs> yeah. Then I wound up taking my 255 down there and flying it down that down that way again. And no issues to report there, huh? No. But good. I had a good time hanging out afterwards. You know, we made, we made a campfire both nights. And, you know, I just enjoyed uh, hanging out, talking to people. I, I got a chance to sit down and talk to... Uh, Derek Chekis and Drew, Drew, Drew Robinson, Robinson. Mm-hmm. for about an hour, man. And, you know, Derek flew and I was like, my God, this kid's amazing. Like I had seen him fly before, but now that I start to learn a few more things, you know, you can, you, every time you learn something new, you can appreciate how much effort goes into what mm-hmm. these guys do, man. Mm-hmm. And yes. just the, the maneuvers he was doing just was blowing me away. And, they actually, I, I really got a lot out of talking to them because they kept hammering home, you know, your orientations. You have to learn that. Your eight ways of flying, you know, one direction, your eight ways of flying in another direction, you know, it just all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Drew was really hammering that in and he made, made a lot of sense. You know, you got to put the time in. You got everything that everybody says, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, they're both just great guys, man. And Derek's just a super great, like, like human being, you know, just really nice guy to talk to. And I, I got a lot out of it. Like I said, I enjoyed talking to both of those guys. And those are guys that I had met before kind of real quick. And we had said hi and whatever. And, but I never got a chance to sit down and just shoot shit with them, you know? Yeah. Which, which was really cool. Yeah, for sure. They both told me not to say this, but they do listen to the show, uh, every now and then. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> secret listeners, huh? Yeah. They all listen, bro. They all listen. They just won't say it. 
but you know, it was, it was great to see everybody, man. You know, I had a good yeah, time. Yeah, it really was. And, and uh, I love going up to that event because the field is great. They got the campsite set up now. It's not like, I don't know. I don't want to say uh, anything bad about the other events, but I like the fact that everything kind of calms down at night and we could sit around the campfire and shoot the shit and I can have a few drinks and watch whoever's flying the night stuff, you know, and then, um, you know, we get up at seven and do it again, man. It's just really cool. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I can't wait to go again next year. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and it's like one of those events that it's, it's, how would I say it? It's, it's like, it's big enough that there's enough people that you, you know, you're basically, I mean, you get to talk to so many people, but it's also small enough that it feels very like homegrown and like very, you know, I don't know, like fun fly, just family oriented, like just have fun, you know, enjoy it. You know, the, 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 the queue for the flight stations are never too long. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just great. And Chris does a great job on this event. So, you know, definitely hats off for him. Uh, I was going to say, I also hung out with Kyle Schneider for, for a while. Mm-hmm. He was flying his gasser, man. And dude, he's another good pilot with that gasser. Nice yeah. and smooth, nice and slow. Got me thinking about maybe getting a gasser one day. It's pretty freaking cool. You mm-hmm. know, the amount of time he gets. And yeah, dude, it was good to see him also, man. Him and Larry. Yeah, him, Larry, Raja. I mean, just just Raja a whole bunch there, of yep, yep. Yeah, Darren. Um, Darren was there. Just, just so many people. Um, Somebody came up to me and said, "You know, Steve's buddy is here, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy." <laughs> I, I started laughing. I think that was Jason. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh man! But Steve, you had you had some killer flying, dude. Your your flying's getting really good, and you did a couple things you had never done before. Yeah, you killed it, man. So the first night, you know, I was kind of rushing to get my night set up going because I wanted to test it before I, uh, you know, just kind of get a night flying in before I get get the actual night flying during Saturday night with um, the fireworks and all that stuff. And I don't know. I mean, so let's just talk about the flying in general. So I was doing a lot of flights on my on my Goblin 500, but that's kind of my warm-up heli and i was having a good time bill recorded a video and i was doing i got really low doing aileron tiktoks i thought it was gonna go in like it was just <laughs> nice. on the ground and i was like oh <laughs> oh it's going in oh it's going in. you know like that's all i was thinking in my head but no i i, I popped it up and, and saved it but um the flying was great uh all the people that flew were great i mean i want to i want to mention jason because he was flying his uh avant monstro and he forgot to put the canopy nuts on. <laughs> oh no! And he was flying, and just whoa! It goes a canopy went right through his main blades. Oh, and a monstro and, canopy too. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yes. And I was just like, oh man, I was That's terrible. I was like, I'm like, oh man, sorry, sorry to <laughs> see that happen. You know, <laughs> I've had that happen by golly. You know, when I was flying to golly, I had to go right through the canopy. It was just like whoa! <laughs> and he landed. It was his nitro. He landed. It was like. All right, everything was okay. He went back up and finished his fight. Um, so he's he was cool about it. He was like, "Yeah, I'll just put an order and get another one in." But yeah, he was doing some killer flying for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kyle Stacy threw down, Chris Diamante threw down, and then his receiver pack flew out and he crashed <laughs> one of his helis. Uh, you lost one of your helis, but you got it back. I'm trying to think, what else? Were there any? Was there actually that many crashes? 
no. this weekend. You know, which was actually quite surprising. I think the first or last year there was definitely more. Yeah, probably because I wasn't flying that much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it's it's because I wasn't there. Remember what happened the day I was there? Oh man, we had five people crash in like an afternoon when Jim yeah, was yeah. there. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. So I I did so I did some night flying for the first time on a I mean I've done a a night setup on a Garmin 380 and flew that before and you know I've kind of done like a pseudo night flight with my Oxy before but this is the first time I did it with the 700 with you know a really big helicopter in total darkness no lights or nothing just the helicopter lit up with the blades lit up um and I did two flights on it that first Friday night. And it was cool. It was definitely different. Um, it was hard for me to kind of gauge where the floor was. So I was just kind of doing my routine that I normally do, my maneuvers I do. You know, probably at the same level I usually do it. You know, maybe about, I don't know, 70 feet up, 100 feet up or something like that. And it was cool. It was fun. Uh, I really, I'm really digging the night fly to the point where I want to build like a dedicated nightbird now. Nice. And and the thing is, it's like that that first night I set up the helicopter and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to fly this during the day. I'm not going to take this all apart and have to redo it again. So I just left it. And all I did was I, I flew the Goblin 500 and I flew my Nitro. And a Nitro was pulling real nice up there. I don't know what it was. I, I kind of went a couple clicks leaner and it just was, it was pulling hard and I was loving it. So it's probably so, not a thousand percent humidity. Yeah, right. That definitely helped. Um, it was pretty hot that Saturday, though. Yeah, you have to admit it was sunny and like just the sun beating down on you made it hot. Um, I think it was like high eighties or almost ninety something or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I I I did some. You know, I I did my first like solo demo, I guess. You know, yes. it, was, it was the night. It was with the you know the night setup, and I've really never gone up and like did a demo flight with music going, you know, and just me flying and everyone watching. I guess I don't know. I didn't look. I I didn't turn around. <laughs> so we should set it up as you know, everybody gathers Saturday night to see the fireworks and see the helicopter. Yes, night spectators versions. and and pilots. Yeah. Yep. The night helicopters go through the fireworks. And then, so before that, before the fireworks are set off and they're just kind of like doing like demos, they play a track and they have, you know, one pilot go out and do his thing. And yeah, dude, you went out, uh, there was about seven or eight pilots that, that, that flew mm-hmm. and, uh, Steve was one of them, man. And you did a great job, dude. Dude, I was nervous as hell. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys all flew at the same time or was it one after the other? Well, thing? so we did a demo, which was all one at a time. But then during the fireworks, there was about six or seven of us that kind of um, staggered a little, like maybe four or five at a time was in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of lasted with like one or two people in the air. Left. <laughs> dude, dude, it was crazy, bro. I watched Bill's video on that firework thing. Yeah. Oh, and so you saw the helicopters going, everywhere. <laughs> guys were going nuts, bro. There was one guy, I don't even know who it was, who was doing, he was hurricaning the living, living crap out of that field during the fireworks show. He just kept hurricaning, hurricaning. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill had a video out and he had, he basically had his phantom in the fireworks yeah because you you'll see like just fireworks sparkling like around this helicopter uh his uh drone like just around Mm -hmm. it you just see sparks coming out and that's pretty crazy um yeah and there were some folks that were like right in there i was a little more reserved because it's hard to fly 
with all that noise and distraction. Uh, plus, you know, I got to thank Mike. He, uh, for my night flight and also for the firework flight, he was spotting me the whole time. So, you know, and he was all over the place. His head was like, <laughs> just left, right, left, down, looking all over the place. Like, okay, you got this here, you got that there, you got this here, you know, calling everything out. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to keep a little to the right because I want to be a little safer and get used to the noise and the light because it's very distracting when you see, a, you know, a mortar go up and you see this trail and just pow, this big firework just explode in front of your face. Yeah, while seven other night helicopters are in the right. air also. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they're not, they're not, we're not coordinated at all. It's like everyone's doing their own thing. So it's just like, you know, just try to watch out for the other guy, you know. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the night flying though. It was like the doing a demo, I guess, you know what it is also? It's that because it's not just pilots, right? Like usually you go to Urcha, right? And you're just like, you're flying in front of people and it's like most, most of the people are pilots. So they know what you're doing. They know what you're trying to do and they know when you mess up. Um, it's different with this because it's like a air show type of an event where, at night, the public like comes in. It packs that place up. Right. So I could sit there and just be, you know, forward flight doing some rolls, and you know that looks great because you know they don't know really any better, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that kind of helped me relax a little and just just do my maneuvers. And but I was still nervous. I forgot like I wanted to do you know this half pyro into aileron TikToks, and I didn't bother because I was just you know. Trying to trying to time it with the music. Um, definitely not my choice of music. Uh, they're like, "What kind of music you want?" I'm like, "I don't Dump know." Step. Give me some rock, rock music. And then they, I don't even know what song that is. It's in that video that Chris Breen's posted, but um, it's like "Come Together" or something. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but <laughs> it was just like it was very you slow. Didn't want it was very slow, and I was just like, okay. So I try to do things slower to time it with the music. Um, so that was very interesting. And, you know, at some points I did hit some notes and stuff, so it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was exciting. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. And to the point where the song ended, I was like, uh, I'm like asking Mike, uh, I guess I land? I don't know. Do I land now? <laughs> like, or do I just continue <laughs> fly? So I was like, ah, the music's over. Let me land. So I ended up landing. Um, there was some awesome night flying. Drew and and um and Derek. Derek, yes, thank you. Um put an amazing flight together, a tandem flight. Um and dude, when they took off X. Mm-hmm. from the area we were sitting in from our perspective, when they took off, it looked like they missed each other by inches. It looked so close. We were oh, freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they were they, they were did close. a great flight, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, they did an awesome routine. Uh, I want to talk about Devin. He did an awesome flight too, night flight. And he did this amazing, super high auto. I mean, that thing was a dot. Dude, he was at least 200 feet above where I've seen him like normally stop. Like he was way up there. This was in the dark. (laughs) Yes, in a complete dark night setup. And, yeah. you know, think about this, like, okay, you go up, but, you know, when a helicopter starts to get far away and it's lit up, all you see is a dot. Like, you see light. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is. You don't know what angle or anything. And, dude, I mean, I guess just from muscle memory, he just does a killer auto from, I don't know, I, you know, we'll say 400 feet high. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> 
399.9 yeah, feet. 299.9999999 and then moved the decimal point over two spots. I mean, it was just insane. So, yeah. so he did. When that awesome kid fight. when that kid snaps his helicopter right before he lands it on his autos, my goodness, man, you would think that thing is going to explode. That kid yeah. is aggressive. He is such a talented pilot. Yes. Yeah, James was in town when he was doing autos at our field, and he was probably more relaxed there at that field. I haven't yeah. seen him snap him like that lately. When he's when he's at competition, he I think he tenses up just a little bit and like pulls stuff out a little early. But yeah, when James was in town, man, he was freaking Woo-hoo. coming in low, and yeah, he was impressive, man. And he yeah. does this thing where he goes up inverted, so he kind of rolls over, and then he's inverted yeah. again on the way down. And mm-hmm. what he was telling me was, I lost track of it before I even pushed it out further to roll over. He was like, I wasn't sure, and he was like, all right, here we go. He did an amazing job yeah. flying. Yeah, he really did. The auto-rotation contest was awesome. Uh, those guys are killing it. I think who won? I don't remember who won. I think Raja won that. Raja, yeah. Raja's a, the, the king of autos, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, that's he's like him and his gasser, he'll just sit there, literally sit there in his chair, and he'll do a routine and just freaking bust autos all day long. It's crazy. I'll tell so, you who else had a really good night flight was uh, Cristiamonte, man. He's getting yes. super yes. aggressive. Yeah, and super low at and night. Super low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yep. really low. We thought he was yeah. gonna plow it in a number of times. Yeah, whether he's doing like the the half pirou and the nose down, and he kind of like almost gets the nose and the the you know front part of the helicopter like the blades in the ground. Yep. Yeah. Or or when he's doing like the half pirou and his tail is just like scooping the grass, like like a, you know like cupping the grass. It's crazy. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Nuts. Yeah. Very cool, man. And, and you know, just everyone who flies, I just I'm just like wow. <laughs> You know, these guys are all great. They're all throwing down, and it's, it's just amazing flights. It just it doesn't end. It's like you think, like you know, maybe well, one of these days. Yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> no, seriously, I can I, tell that your simming has helped you because you were you were definitely more comfortable backwards flying and doing more maneuvers, and you did this weird half pure one way, half pure the other. But which, like, I get confused. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Because yeah. you do like a, a right rudder pure and then it seems like you come out of a left rudder. It's just weird. Yeah, do the right rudder f- inverted and then back to, you know, right side up and then go right into the other way, the left rudder. Yeah, yeah he was doing that in front of me when I was in Jersey, man. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, you're a good pilot, bro. I don't know why you keep selling yourself short sometimes. You're, like, oh, I'm you're great, bro. You do because a good I, job. I go to these shows, dude, and these guys are insane. And I'm like, okay. I'm not. I only know a few things. That's uh, like I keep saying. You think, oh, I'm I'm getting the hang of this. Then you go to an event. Everybody's, you know, <laughs> a thousand times better. And you're like, well, shit, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the way I felt when I went to your guys's field. I went over there. I go, <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> did Did you hear that, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, thanks, though. But I'm. I got a compliment from Steve. I, one of my last flights, he was like, good flight. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Got I'll do Steve something right now. <laughs> but, dude, you were just, uh, man, you just, every weekend, you're doing something better. You were doing the you were doing the aileron TikToks and then in the same orientation, throwing in the elevator real quick. Dude, that's, that's the first time I did that. That was really cool. I was like, what is that? 
but it was cool. I don't know. I, I don't even know, know how you kept the helicopter in the air while you're. I doing have no that. idea. I just I was just <laughs> so so think about doing uh, a nose right aileron TikTok right. So the blades are facing you, and you're going back and forth, right, right, left, right, left. You know, and then while it's still in that same attitude, I just started doing elevator TikToks while it was still horizontal. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing ever. The helicopter like, looks so weird in the air doing this. But I was just like, <laughs> okay. And I didn't drop altitude. It was just like, bad, 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 bad. Like one way, yeah. the other way, one way, the other. I was like, holy shit. I don't cool. know how I did this, but okay, cool. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's so weird. I, this happened on my helicopter, which I don't know how it happened, but I was flying the, the Goblin 500 and I lost a canopy nut. They're the screwing types on the, the sport. And I tighten them down, like, you know, I give them a good twist down. And then I'm like, I'm flying, and I'm like, oh, why is the canopy flapping on one side? Okay, let me land it. And, yeah, I lost the canopy nut. So I ended up just flying without the canopy the rest of the that evening or that day. It was probably Bill. Bill probably did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Bill got it. <laughs> he loosened it when you were He was like, looking. I got to get something good on video. <laughs> yeah, right. I need some YouTube subscribers. There you go. All he has to do is just get a... Uh, Sounds like Bill. <laughs> all he has to do is uh, record Christy Amani's uh, low head speed flight. He says that gives gets him the most uh, views than any other video. Oh, really? Yeah. Low head speed? The I'll low head speed it. flight, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, ugh, the flying was great. Um, I felt like I had some pretty good flights. It just it was, it was felt fun, you know, and I felt like I was getting lower. Which I like. I just, you know, I've been practicing like these little skit bumps and stuff. I'm trying to do, and I don't know. You got fun. me jealous, dude. I, I'm. That's why I'm working on my orientations because you know you go out there and you're like, I don't care. I got my orientations down, so you you don't care what you get into. Yeah. And I still have a few issues with a few of them that I'm working on. Um, a lot of inverted stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's clicking. The more you're I, the close, more I sim, man. the more yeah. Yeah, you're close. Soon it's gonna be like not even a thought. And that, like, and that, at that point, you're going to start making your own transition and maneuvers, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, man. It's just keep at it. That's what it is. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, people are like, you know, I'm not, I'm not progressing as much. And, and you just have to sim. Even though it sucks, you sim and you automatically progress. You just get that stick time in, you know? Yeah, like when I talked to Drew, he was like, it's, he kept saying the same thing, you know, you got to do – you know, your, your tail down funnel into your hurricanes, all eight orientations in one direction, you know, clockwise. And then you, uh-huh. then you do them on the other side, counterclockwise. And he's like, once, you know, once you can do that, you know, or your slow pyros, you know, uh-huh. you're slowly correcting as you're pirouetting. Yes. You know, that's huge with upright and inverted just right in front of you. You got to practice. And that sucks, dude. I was doing that today and I was like, this is almost impossible for me. With, you know, some of the, but I was getting some of the inverted stuff. Like the uprights, I'm, I'm almost there with the, you know, with, with getting into a quick, like, attitude where almost like you look away, you look back and, you know, it's in a weird orientation. You got to correct real quick. Uh-huh. Um, but I tried what he was saying. I was going tail down funnels into like a hurricane and I don't do hurricanes at all. And I was like, wow, this is really hard. And by the end of like 10 minutes, I was actually, getting it somewhat i mean it was really bad but i was like okay i see what he's talking about now but it makes a whole lot of sense you know yeah definitely practice pirouetting circuits like that's what that's what he's basically telling you to do is you you know you'll learn right how to keep the helicopter going in a circle while you're making corrections and that means you know your orientation in that you know 
upright or inverted or whichever way you do it. What I did start doing was, you know, doing, I was slowly peering her and speeding it up a bit. And then I was trying to move the helicopter around or getting into like a weird area, like off to the right and trying to bring it back and never stop never stopping the Puro, you know, and that was actually pretty cool. I was, you know, I'm kind of getting the hang of it, but uh, that's something you don't want to practice in real life either, you know? Yeah, yeah. You want to definitely practice on the center because it can get dangerous because you can lose, like, yeah, can the heli can, yeah, you can lose the heli real quick. Another piece of advice that I, I thought was interesting was, you know, when they go out to, to practice and they can practice at lunch, uh, which they're fortunate that they can do that, Mm-hmm. Um, they'll bring like four batteries and, you know, Drew was like, I'll practice three maneuvers all for the first three batteries. The only maneuver, if I'm doing a pyro flip, that's all I'll do for the first entire battery. And then if there's something else I'm doing, like a hurricane, that's all I'll do is that for the, the second battery. And then, you know, whatever the next thing I'm doing, whether it's TikToks or Aileron TikToks or whatever, because that's all I will do through the third battery. And then in the fourth battery, he'll combine all three. And he said he found that that really helps him out. And, you know, I just throw out what I hear, you know, because uh, it, it might work for you, it might not. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool way of looking at things too. Yeah, sounds yeah, solid is. to me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I want to try that. Shoot, why not? Yeah, I got four batteries for the Black Thunder. Like, I mean, I can't do it during lunch, obviously. I work in the city, but yeah, I mean, when I go to the field, right? Why? I mean, I know it's. I mean, I'm sure I'll get bored of it real quick, but. If I could keep at it, like that's just constantly drilling in that maneuver into your your muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. And then you like, and then combining it at the end is like where you can actually be a little more flexible and transition between those maneuvers and get them to, you know, be a little more choreographed, right? So yeah, right. And there's your there's your fun pack. Mm-hmm. Todd Bennett kind of taught me the same thing, and what I used to do, like when I was struggling with my hurricanes, especially the inverted hurricanes, yeah, because I would literally I'd bring eight battery packs, right? And I would, I would just start working on entries. That's it. Just get in the entry position. Entry. Okay. I, I enter in. Is it a good one? Okay. Bail out. Enter. Bail out. Enter. Bail out. And then, and then carry it through. And just kept doing that. Battery pack after battery pack after battery pack. And pretty soon it got really, really easy. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of guys I talked to, not only at this event, but I've talked to over the whole summer, have all basically said the same thing. You know, it's it's... You have to stick with a model you're comfortable with and just keep yeah. running that model, you know? Because mm-hmm. once you change stuff, you ch- start to change setup and, you know, things fly different, have different CG, and you, know, you can really benefit from sticking with the same same model. Yeah. No, definitely. Let's see here. So what else was good at this event? The food, always amazing. Yeah, yeah. food was great, dude. The hot dogs, the burgers. I, I don't know what kind of bun they use on their burgers, but it's really tasty. Um the pilot's dinner was amazing, as usual. Yeah. Pilot's dinner was great, man. Yeah, were you there with us? I don't know if you were there with us. I think, oh, it's just me, Rob, and Devin. We were actually talking to the two guys that were cooking, the, who were doing the smoking of the, the pork. Okay. Yeah, Friday night around like 11, 30, 12, I think. We kind of like, we saw that the, uh, you know, that like clubhouse they have where they do the food. Yeah. You know, the light was on and it was late. So we're like, oh, let's walk over there and see who's there. And. And sure enough, it was these two guys, and they were like putting the meat in the in the smoker, getting it all ready, and we're talking about it, talking to them about it, and they're like, I think they were two twenty five for twelve hours, you know, constantly putting apple apple wood in there, 
um, just trying to keep that smoke level at a certain degree and, and then, you know, a certain amount and, and also the temperature at a certain degree. I mean, they were saying that like every two, three hours, they have to wake up and reload the fire, you know? Yeah. So the dedication mm-hmm. that goes into it is, it's just amazing. I mean, and you can tell the, the food was amazing. Yeah, I've seen that on Hell's Kitchen. So I know it's like every hour you got to get up and make sure that fire's still burning. Yeah, that the temperature's still there and everything. But that's funny, man, you say that because that didn't even dawn on me. Yeah, those guys do a hell of a job, man. Yes. Yeah, so I got to give a hands up for them. They they do an awesome job with that. Just overall, the event is just, I don't know, it's it's so great. And it's, it's, it's so cool that, like, this event it comes, it's always Labor Day weekend. And it's always Chris Chris's birthday, um, Hannah Wright, and also yeah. Kyle Stacey's birthday. And that, like, you know, within those, like, three days or so. So it's always great, you know, they do the birthday and everyone kind of sings happy birthday to them and stuff and, you know, kind of put them on the spot, you know. Yeah, and Kyle um, Stacey's what, so 19 now? 22. <laughs> oh, actually, no, 23. 23, I think he said. Yeah. He yeah, keeps he's saying 20. he's an old man, but I don't <laughs> think he knows what an old man is. Oh, no, uh-huh. he has no idea. He has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has My no idea. Goodness. 23 and he's an old man. What yeah. color is the sky in Kyle's world? I got to call him. Well, I mean, maybe in the, you know, top tier 1% pilot, yeah. you know, world. Yeah, sure. The top five pilots. You know, yeah. The, the top five the top pilots tier. out of the 100,000, you know, whatever yeah. thousands yeah. of pilots that are out there. Yeah, sure. Okay. Top tier 1% of pilots, but he still rules. The guy yeah. is still on top of the mountain. Yeah. Dude, when I was 23, I used to drive past my place of work, coming home from a party at like 6 o'clock in the morning, going home, taking a shower, and then driving to work at 7 a.m. If I tried to do that nowadays, I'd drive myself straight to the hospital. Yo, seriously. <laughs> seriously. I'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. Oy. Oh, So <laughs> 23 has no idea what an old man is yet. No idea. And even even when, you know, even myself, I'm, you know. I'm reaching 40. I still have no idea. I mean, I have a little inclination of it, but no, you know. Yeah, 40s like a little bit of a game changer for sure. Yeah, it's kind of a it's it's like a it's like a a precursor of things to come, right? <laughs> yeah. But oh yeah, yeah, this event it really let's get back to the event. Though. This event is just amazing. Um the pictures that Hannah took were awesome. Bill took some awesome video and I can't wait to see those uh get edited and put on on uh, youtube and on on uh, the facebook um yeah it's just great man because it's so laid back and yeah. it's just it's like it's just you know a no pressure fun fly man just yeah. go out there and have a good time i can and- tell it was laid back i saw a lot of people getting naps in <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rod took that. That's how you can tell. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh man, should we mention this? Bill when we got there on Friday? Oh man, what is up with Bill? I have no idea. So first of all, Bill Bill looked like he was sick, and he got sick the night before or sick that morning. And you know, he was just like, "Oh, I'm not feeling too good." You know, kind of. It's like, "Oh man, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I had three beers, but I think something I ate just you know didn't agree <laughs> with him." <laughs> I spoke to Rob, and Rob's like. He didn't have three beers. He had more like six beers, and Bill doesn't drink. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, so that could be it. You know, maybe lack of food. It was very hot out, and then like you know, drinking six beers, like you know, you get dehydrated. 
and that truck stop clam salad sandwich he had didn't help. <laughs> yeah, you don't get I'm sushi sure. at a, at a say, truck gas stop. Station. <laughs> gas station sushi. Oh, you know? no, no, but that's not he... the first time we found them like that yes. when we show up to a fun yes. fly. Exactly. That's why I had to bring it up because South Jersey would like that South too. Jersey, yeah. First we time we in. Uh, the, not the first time I went, but the first time you and I, uh, Kevin, went there together. We roll in it. He's just like, oh, man, I'm not really, I'm not doing too good. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to go home. I'm not doing good. I, got, I had too many beers last night. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's funny because my wife, you know, she's not into this hobby at all. She doesn't like it in, in any manner. But this event, she's like. You know, this is an event I can come to every year. Like, I really, she really has a good time with the, you know, bringing the kids and kind of letting them run around and, and the fireworks and the flying and stuff. She, she, and the food, you know, she really enjoys this event. And that's got to say something when you think about yeah. a person who does not like the hobby in any manner, like, you know, is actually enjoying a fun fly. Well, I think it's the, I really think it's like the, it's not middle America, but it's kind of that whole like hometown feeling. Yes. You know, of that, a fun that, that's fly. That's what I mean by like the homegrown, like that fun fly, like yeah. that earth fun fly, you know? I mean, Ryber had his kids there and then his nieces and nephews were there running around and they're, you know, a little bit older than Hunter and a little bit younger than Chloe. But I'm sure, you know, yeah. a couple of years, you know, they'll be all running around together, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, and Rybert, Rybert's third generation in his family, and he's already developing the fourth generation in his children yeah. for this stuff. I mean, he's all about family. I mean, it's uh, that's that's why you see it, the kind of quality it is. It's uh, pretty cool. Uh, I got a chance to talk to his dad for a little while, and uh, we talked about just different things. I never knew what was going on with him. You know, had some, he's had some medical issues and stuff like that, and uh, I, I – Enjoyed talking to him for a little while, man. I tell you, I'm getting more out of these fun flies just going around and, and hanging out and chatting with people, yeah. you know, than anything else really. Because I can yeah, fly down the street or whatnot, yeah. but uh, it's 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 really good to to catch up with these people, man. Especially now that I start to know know them over the years, you know. Yeah, for sure. And talking about that, uh, we got a couple of interviews we can play, and we didn't go too crazy. Uh, we we started to do some interviews and then we kind of like it kind of lost steam because we we're just so busy um, yeah. and just kind of forgot that we even had a recorder on us. So we'll we'll play the tape now. Yeah. All right. So this is Steve and Kevin from Free Forestry Podcast. Hey guys. Actually, why are we introducing ourselves for our, our own podcast? Oh. That doesn't make sense. All right. We are at the. What is this called again? Northeast. Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Number 16th. Number 16th. 16th annual. And who do we have here? We have... McToon. McToon, Rob. Yes. Rob so we got three questions for you. Oh, go ahead. What were the three questions again? One of them was, can you remember the questions we came up with? Nope. No. no. That's done. One of them was, um, <laughs> how long have you been flying? How long have you been flying? Long time. Okay, long time. That's long time. is this your first time at this event? Second time to this event. Second time, nice. Second, what do you think of the event? Oh, it's awesome. Like, Absolutely man. awesome. Yeah, you having a good time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't flown, but you know, that's okay. No, you well <laughs> I you did, did fly yesterday. You I flew did. my I goblin did. nitro. I flew a couple times. Yeah, so. you flew your N five C. So now awesome. the talent here is, is awesome. No, that's every Thank event. You. They just get bigger and bigger and better and better. We're watching Derek Chekis fly right yeah. now. Yeah. So that's Derek Chekis's. 
Nice, very nice. I wish you could guys see this. It's not a it's only an audio podcast, so but you can hear his blades and his helicopter doing his thing. Alright. Cool. Thanks. How do you guys like it? We are loving it. At least I'm loving it. Sorry, I shouldn't be talking for you, but I'm loving it. I also love it and you'll probably hear more on the show how much I love it. Yeah. This is definitely an event that we, we make every year, so definitely uh, gotta make it up here if you have not been here. What do we got? Four and a half hours north of New York City. Yeah. Good yep. day trip. Yeah. Come out okay. and fly your stuff. Awesome. Alright, thanks. Hey Roger, you have a second? We're gonna do a little interview, uh, just three questions. Okay. Uh, first of all, how long have you been flying? Oh, since December of 1990. Okay. Long time. Very long time. Yeah, 28 years then, huh? Well, you guess if you count them, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I started with a nitro. First uh-huh. helicopter was a nitro. Yeah. Concept 30. I flew that for about seven years. Wow. And then I got my first gasser. And that's it. Never looked back, never huh? looked back. I love this so much. I sold like three nitro planes to get enough money to buy one gas plane. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, man. And I've been flying gas ever since. Um, how, how many times have you been to this event? I would say about a half dozen times. Okay. So six so, times? Nice. Yeah. And then uh, what do you think about this year's event so it's far? Nice. So far, it's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. A lot of nice people here. Nice to see the nice hang out and enjoy yeah sitting by the fire last night just having a little yeah. drink and relaxing and stuff like that it was awesome good. for for our listeners that don't know roger he's uh if you ever go to a fun fly you'll see the, you'll see him pull up a chair get his whiplash gasser out and just sit there and just fly for i don't know what 15 minutes How about 15 minutes yeah awesome it's about the top you can get you know yeah great so, well awesome thank you yeah no problem anytime good to see you guys all right all right, so we have Mike Welsh here. So we're going to ask three questions. What was the three questions again? How long have you been flying? 16 years. Wow, okay, nice. And uh, how, how many times have you come to this event? 14. 14, 14 out of the years. 16, yes. really? 14 out of 16. So which two years did you miss? The first the two? The first year and like four years ago. Oh, okay, nice. And now um, what do you think about this year's event? This event very good. A lot of yeah. pilots. Um, great event. This event's always a lot of fun. Awesome, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. With my mic. Hey, we got Kyle Stacy here. Hey, MBK. Yeah. podcast. We're recording, but yeah, we're live. Oh my bad. So real quick, no, 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 no. You're in this. You're in this. So no, we got. We just got three questions. We're going to be asking everyone. Never been in that podcast. No, no, not the free fall. Ooh, those guys. <laughs> we, have to, we have to do it on the BK timeline, though. Okay, you're done. Uh, real quick, real quick, real quick. All right, we don't got much time left. Uh, so, how long have you been flying? Uh, 18 years. 18 years, yeah. awesome. Uh, how many times have you been to this event? Being this is your home field, but. Uh, many times. Since many? 2002, so I've never missed one yet, so. All right, so 16 then, yeah, huh? 16, yeah. Awesome. And then, what do you think about this year so far? It's fun, you know, it's about the same turnout as we always get, but it's a good time, you know, we're just hanging out, flying, having a good time with buddies. Yeah, yeah it's just fun. you did a killer flight. No, thank you. Woo. Thank you. I, wow. I remember this field well. I remember sure, all, yeah, you know every little spot, right? All the holes and where the trees are, so yeah, yeah. I've been in a few of them, so. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you, man. And this path's going by it. All right, we got Ron Kors Jr. here, and we got three questions to ask you for the show. 
Uh, first of all, how long have you been flying? Seven years. Seven years. And how many times have you gone to this event? I've been coming. I missed this event in 2016, but since 2011, I've been here every year except for 2016. Okay. I can't do math. What's that? Six? Six years. Nice. Six years. Awesome. And what do you think about this year's event? This year's event is good as always. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of my favorite events. Always, yeah. One I try to get to every year. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, it's awesome, man. You awesome. Come. If you haven't been here, you get here. Definitely. Good event. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we need to do a better job uh, next year because there's so many more people that I want to interview. And, and you know, I had it in my head to, like, I wanted to interview Jason and um, Darren and just a whole bunch of people. But just, like, you know, Charlie. And, and But when it came to it, it was just like, oh, yeah, I did some flying. I was hanging out with the family and, and just things kind of, um, you yeah. know, got, it got busy. It just And before I knew it, it was like, Oh crap! It's nighttime. We're gonna fly. We're gonna do all this. So, it was. It is a great event. And I mean, anyone in this area, you got you got to try to make it up. Even if you're not in this area and you got that time off, definitely try to make it up to this event. You know, Chris really does work very hard in his shows. The fireworks, God, we got to talk about the fireworks. The fireworks are awesome. Yeah. You know, and Chris, like, he has like a master plan. He's like. He, he went to us, he was like, okay, so they're going to be shooting off a motor every, you know, 20 to 30 seconds, and then it'll be gonna, and it's going to be like a two-minute finale and all this stuff. So, like, try to time your batteries and your nitro and everything, like, to, so you could kind of, you know, so, that, so, like, I didn't even take off, like, for the first couple minutes because I was like, let me let some folks fly. Um, I did see a, a, a nitro. I don't know what kind of helicopter it was, but it did go down on the right side during the night flying. Yeah, somebody I think lost, uh, ran out of fuel. Yeah, I think, I think so. It down. I thought it might have been Devin. No, 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 it wasn't was Devin. It, Devin? It, was, it was like a, oh, okay. it was like a T Rex or something. It was something different, like an older T Rex six hundred Nitro or something. And you know what, dude? We didn't talk about some of the scale helicopters we saw. Oh there. yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. to a guy named John. I don't remember what his last name was. Yeah, with the big, uh, the red one, right? The seven hundred. Uh... Oh no, 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 that no, was no, the no. guy. That was the guy with the Camaro. Yeah. The, that guy, John, he actually flew for a kid's show out of Canada. Yeah. He, he actually flew an RC helicopter for the show. Yep. Because he, he had a smaller helicopter, like a, almost like a 350 size-ish. No. That had the, the Blade, eyeballs on there. Yeah. It was the Blade 230S that he retrofitted. Yeah, I think I think he said it was like like a hundred dollars for the canopy or something, like because it was like the people that originally made the canopy for the show, like the the scale body, the scale fuselage for the show. He like called him up and said, "Hey, I need two of them made," and I think they charged him like a hundred bucks or two or something like that. And it's just a little like a little polycarbonate two, you know, it was, a, it was for the two thirty so or that size, right? Like a two fifty size uh, helicopter. Yeah. Yep, and um. I mean that thing's cool. We see him at most of the events. We, you know, he he goes to Spring Fling, and definitely this event I've seen him there before. And he had a nice, uh, what is it, MD five hundred, with yeah. like the the like like the sand camo look. Yeah, he, it was a five bladed head that was in the correct orientation, correct re revolution, right? The counterclockwise and the tail, and the was tail was on the right on the correct side. Yep. And spinning the correct way. And when I looked inside, I was like, Steve, look at what kind of fuselage or what kind of frame he's using inside the fuselage. And it was a logo, 600. Yep. That yep. he had kind of chopped down and chopped the nose off. Had yeah. It fit, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then he had that pontoon helicopter. 
That's my favorite. Which had the G.I. Joe in it. That was insane, man. Yeah. And it's crazy because he like stall turns it and, and he like rolls it. He and rolled stuff. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. That was really cool. Uh-huh. And him and Chris did an awesome tandem flight together with um that that pontoon pl- um helicopter and his, and Chris's uh, MD five hundred. Yeah, I hope Bill got video of that too. Yeah, I mean Chris did. So if you watch Chris's recap video, he has footage of that in that video. Okay. Um, and then there was a guy I forgot his name, uh, but he had a a huge. This was huge. The seven hundred, an MD five hundred. Um, 700 size and it just looked huge it like you know the md500 is a big bubble right it's like yeah. a flying jelly bean or whatever they call it and jelly bean i don't know what, what did chris call it chris had a name for it it's like a it flying me hungry yeah flying bubble or something but a flying egg and and you know but this is a 700 so he had uh a thunder tiger 700 in there an e700 as the you know the mechanics in there and that thing, I mean, and he was like, it's still set up for 3D. But I was like, so are you going to flip it or roll it? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah, but he was flying the crap out of that. Yeah, he was flying. The, he was really that throwing thing that was thing moving. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I saw Chris doing tail down funnels with his scale machine at one point. Yeah. It, it just looks funny when it's flying backwards, too. <laughs> you don't expect the scale. Did he let you fly backwards. that at all? No, no. He gave me the radio at one point, and his oh, yeah? sticks are... Dude, he's super. Like I'm all the way out to the ends because uh-huh. I'm thumb guy, you know. But yeah. his his were really really sensitive, and I was like, all I did was hover it. I didn't even want to fly it around. I was like, dude, all I got to do is crash this freaking thing. You yeah, know, yeah. I would have yeah. felt like total dog shit. Right. So I was like, let me let me hand it back to him. But I, you know, thanks Chris for letting me try it out. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Mike Welsh had his scale heli. I don't even know what fuselage that thing is. That's the um. It looks like a bell, but it's not, right? Yeah, I think it's a. Is it a Jet Ranger? No, 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 no. I don't know, but he had legit numbers on it and everything. Yeah, yeah, like, from Panama. Yeah, with the flag and everything. Yeah. Um, and that thing, that thing looks cool. I have a, I have a video clip that I gotta upload. I just want to kind of edit it down, but I have a, a video of his helicopter doing a pass. And it goes into slow motion and it's just like, yeah, but, that's a cool video. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'll post that. Uh, hopefully and that's a, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I was going to say, yeah, that's a fly bar machine. Yeah. As well. Fly bar nitro too. Yeah. I think that's cool. the only nitro scale heli I, we saw, right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this this event. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak highly of, enough about it. It's just, it's such a great event. Yeah. So. I really, I really love going up there, man. Especially that time of year, mm-hmm. it's all, it's it's nice, you know, it cools down at night, might yep. be a little hot during the day, but yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And you can support another club, man. Yeah. Did I miss it? Did you guys say how many pilots, how many spectators was there? I think the pilot count was was a seventy. Yeah, I was gonna say in the seventies. Oh wow, that's it's a pretty good size event. Yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. boys! That is that's a big event. No doubt. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, spectator-wise, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, did twice that, three times? I mean, I mean, there was one whole section where it was just like, it was just packed with chairs, lawn chairs, and people. Oh, there. wow. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah I'd say. Bringing people in like that. Mm-hmm. During the fireworks, man. Yeah. Four, 400 people, maybe? Yeah, by, people? By, that, by that carport and left. Oh, wow. Like, not by the... Um, Tent city area, but the carport and left of it, it was just packed to people. 
and people are lined up all along the fence and stuff with with chairs and that's awesome and just watching yeah yeah it's really yeah. it's really awesome show and and it's cool you know and ray ray stacy you know kyle's dad's on the mic mm-hmm. all day long you know um i did i did get a chance to win the 50 50 so i was oh, pretty excited right. about that yeah so Steve i won the 50 50 uh-huh winning the 50 50 yeah, so that was awesome. That was cool. how much was how, how much how much were the takings? <laughs> uh, I put in ten bucks. I got two arm lengths, right? And it was Mike Welsh's arm, so I got to thank Mike Welsh because you know he had long wings. So <laughs> I was like, I want. I was like, because Nicole was selling it, Chris's wife, and I was like, um, yeah, I want his arms. <laughs> like, so what does it all come back to, yeah. Mike Welsh? <laughs> I'll tell you, Mike Welsh is the guy, man. He's the man. He is the man. Yeah. But yeah, it was like uh ninety something dollars. So I'll take it. Yeah, it was also awesome. hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Good, yeah. good, good take home there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had some giveaways. We had two tickets to put into, um, you know, a bunch of servos, some FPV setup. Yeah, stuff, some scorpion some blades uh, if you wanted. Yeah, quads. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was that was really cool too. I mean, you you pay what was the landing fee? Forty dollars. You can get a T-shirt or thirty dollars. I think. I think it was like. 35 i believe 30 35 online yeah t-shirt, and you get a t-shirt pilot's mm-hmm. dinner raffle mm-hmm. entry i yep. mean and you get the chance to hang out all it's for all weekend yeah that's yeah, awesome great um did you stay for any of the sunday fun day stuff uh i was there a little bit uh in the morning i was actually there to probably about 10 o'clock by the time i left okay uh but yeah they had it was mainly um guys flying heli still Okay. There was a few planes that went out. I think. Did Chris you see? Went, yeah, did you Chris, see Chris definitely fly? went out with with his. Yeah, I did see him fly that. Nice. A- and he flew the um, he flew the uh, jet that Avanti is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avanti. Yes. Andy, that thing slows down so slow, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like basically, almost almost walking speed, but it's it's like, you know, jogging speed for sure. It's like power walking. <laughs> it's, it's a like cool. It's a cool airplane. I like it. It's like wogging speed. Wow. One of those guys. Yeah, what did those guys do in the eighties? I don't know. But um yeah, he came around once to land and it just it comes in so slow, so nice. And it, he landed, hit the runway, and that thing basically stopped about twenty feet. Nice. That's how slow that thing was going. Nice. And it boogies when he wants to get on it and fly it fast, it flies fast. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I was I was I was impressed. Yeah, it's a nice plane. Yeah. Awesome. So I got to see that, man. That was really cool. Oh. Anything else you want to mention? No, just if you get a chance next year around Labor Day, go up there and hang out. It's a lot of fun. I'd love to come yeah. up there sometime. You should I I mean, it's it's kind of it's, it's a long way from me. It's a long but. ways, but um it's before like you got to do, you know, do your harvesting and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's right on the edge. Mm. But it maybe I can get up there. Yeah, yeah. If you get up there next year, I'll right? have to That'd look. Awesome. It's probably like twelve, thirteen hours for me, probably to drive yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hole. Yeah, but it's definitely a fun event, so it's worth it. Maybe I'll just fly up, and I'll fly your helicopter, Steve. Yeah, that's fine. You can fly <laughs> just, mine too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to, into the beans. <laughs> <laughs> It's so mm. funny. Somebody was like, did you yell out help, help, help? And I was like, well, I probably would just would have got help out by the time it went in. Yeah, I think I asked you that. <laughs> You're like, I might have gotten one help out. I was like, okay. 
So, mm-hmm. so talking about events, you know, one of the things uh, James wanted to talk about was RCHN six, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that was that an air be... horn? Did I just hear an air horn? It sounded like an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> that was that chair. It's my it's my yeah, rusty yeah, chair, yeah. man. Come on, you're gonna to have to this. mail him a bottle of oil for that chair. Yeah, a little WD forty. Just my chair yelling at me. I don't think that's what legal is... in California. WD forty yeah. is it? <laughs> Probably not. Don't you have to use <laughs> the organic uh, oil? Nothing is legal in California, my friend. You know everything. This? Everything causes cancering. Just in California, apparently. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah. It's, it's brutal, you guys. You guys have no idea. You absolutely have no idea. They, yeah. Anyway, don't even get me started on that whole thing. I'm going <laughs> to start getting crazy talking about all the different gun laws and the craziness. I'm sorry. That's a fresh one on my mind. But anyway, I'll just leave that be. Yeah. So, uh, RCHN6 coming up. Uh, nice. as you As you guys know, um, it is by far... Uh, the biggest uh, fun fly that you're going to see in the Northwest. Um, it is absolutely worth it. I mean, this fun fly is going to be amazing like it normally is. Um, we got all kinds of great contests going on. Uh, we're definitely doing the Speed Cup. Uh, we're going to be doing the drag races again, the bottle knock, uh, auto rotation contest, all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I mean, this fun fly is, we've got so much flight line, it's not even funny. The north flight line is somewhere in the neighborhood of like seven or 800 feet, I want to say. The south flight line is well over 1,000 feet. Wow. And it is, nice. it is absolutely nonstop. And we got guys that are flying, 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 and it is, it is awesome. And center stage is going to be great. You know, that's where obviously it all kind of uh, lays out. We're, um, we're going to be doing a podcast again, RC Heli Nation podcast, which will be a lot of fun. Shaggy's going to join us. Steve, you could have joined us, but you you failed us. But that's okay. That's a whole other issue. I'm not even going to bring that up. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be a great time. And then what is you know You know what's this? funny, James? Yeah. My, tell- my, I, I was like, oh, man, you know. Um, my wife was like, so what are the fun flights you have for the rest of this year and i was like well there's south jersey and there's fall down and there's rc gen 6 but i don't think i can make it because yeah i just you know like i spent a lot of money on fun flights this year it's been ridiculous with urcha and and um you know i still consider like ohp kind of departed this year and she's like well why don't you just go anyways i'm like ah oh. if i had you know if i had a place to stay maybe but it's just like i can't afford it it's like with the hotel with car and with this and that and the plane i'm just like i can't do it but it's interesting that my wife is like, you should go. <laughs> but anyways. Well, I tell you what, you guys would fit right in on this fun fly. I mean, it is by far, I think, one of the most laid back fun flies you'll ever get to. And what's really cool is uh, at this fun fly, I think pretty much everybody gets the biggest bang for their buck. Uh, I think the cost for the fun fly is either 30 or 40 bucks. I don't really remember what it is, but you got to yeah. keep this in mind. I'm taking a good-sized team of people from my church. We're driving up 14 hours uh, from Southern California all the way up to Dayton, Oregon, and we are providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everybody every single day of the fun fly. No cost. That's crazy. No cost. Got a team – 
getting it all set up. And I'm telling you, we're not talking about like garbage, you know, food where, you know, we're just throwing out crumbs or something. I mean, we've got one of the nights and we're doing ribs and I mean, you name it. We, we got all kinds of things going on. And um, I think the, the pilots love it. They really enjoy it. We're always going to keep, you know, uh, hot coffee out and about. Uh, you know, all the little things that kind of keep things going for the guys. And it's just basically going to be a blast. It's guys that get together, enjoy one another's company, talk, hang out. Um, it's it's a great fun fly. And it is literally from early morning to early morning, people flying. And we've got the night flying. We've got all the spotlights set up on the south, actually on the north flight line. And uh, it's just going to be an absolute blast. I mean, completely. It's going to be a great time. And we got lots of people coming from lots of different places. Um, we're really, really looking forward to the participation. It's going to be a great fun flight. Yes, we have some f- people coming from the East Coast that we know of. Yeah, well, Bill's going to be a blast. I, I think I'm going to scare him uh, a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. He, he, he might have a strong stomach for all this. I don't know. But Hot I, apple pie time. Oh, my goodness. Hey, if you guys know Phil... Phil is he okay? He he won't he won't get upset hearing me say this, but the man has functionally lost his mind. The guy is, <laughs> the guy is crazy. The guy it's it's unbelievable how trashed that guy gets everybody. It's ridiculous. I won't even come within a hundred feet of any of the alcohol that's there. You know, for different reasons, probably be a bad idea. A pastor getting drunk. You know what I mean? Right, but right. Uh, these guys, man. I mean this. Every there's always at least ten different people at this fun fly that say, "Ah, oh, this hot apple pie, it tastes great. It tastes just like liquid apple pie. It's no big deal. I can handle it." And they take literally, I don't know, I, let me just say, thirty ounces of the stuff, you know, <laughs> and, and destroy themselves. I thirty ounces of dude. There's a few that do that. And they destroy themselves. I mean, they might as well just drink straight 180 proof white lightning and it would have a less of an effect on them. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Yeah. This would, yeah, this would definitely be your, this would definitely be your thing. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it is crazy. And this guy gets, I don't know, Phil, he's, uh, God bless the man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and God bless any of the people who are foolish enough to drink that mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. well put. Yeah, so, so it's, I heard, gonna, um, it's gonna be a great time. I heard you're gonna also be getting some folks from even overseas coming, huh? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I, goodness gracious, I don't even remember how to pronounce her name. The that's the one that's uh, coming down. Uh, oh, the, you know, the girl that flies the goblins. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. you guys, yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, it's Simone? it's yeah, Simone, yeah, yeah, yeah Zantier, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a. It's not like uh, under caps anymore. That's kind of something that's been made known. I think they've they've she's already announced it. They've already told everybody that that she's coming down. And you know, look, the bottom line is here. Here's the deal. You're always going to see uh, lots of pro pilots at this thing. But what you're going to find out very quickly when you go to this fun fly is it's not about them. It really is about the 99%. You know what I'm talking about? It's about those guys that just go out there and have a blast. Some yep. of the most enjoyable times we've had at this fun fly is watching guys fly for the first time. And nice. it, is, it is it has just been an absolute blast. We had a guy on our team. His name is Kyle. And you want to talk about a crazy nut, man. He he was a blast to watch fly for the first time. You remember, Kevin, he was with me when we were there uh, oh, back yeah. east? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So, so Kyle flew an RCHN for the first time and almost took all of our lives watching him. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. That thing is, I got this, homie, I got this, you know, and he almost got it right in our faces. Uh, but, uh, it, and that actually is kind of a cool thing in the sense that it lit him up, It bit, he, you know, the bug bit him at RCHN5, and then when he went to Jersey, he just had a crisis of confidence, man. I mean, I told him, I said, hey, we're going to buddy box you with Devin. You're going to be fine. And no, I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly. I hate this. I don't want to fly. And then so he finally got the courage up to do it, and he came back off that flight line telling me, I'm the best pilot. I'm the man. Look at me. I can <laughs> Look at me, yo. I can cover my helicopter, you know. But you see a lot of that at uh, at RCHN. There's a lot of guys that really care about the people around them, and, and they're building things for each other, and they're giving stuff to each other. And I mean, that's it's the community. It's the way the community is. It's a great time. It was great to see him get that buddy boxing out of the way and then come back and talk to the rest of us you could see the high he was on it, no legitimately all he did was hover but he was like i love that i was like this is i've been here i've been right where he was like you know you, mm-hmm. you get that flight and you're successful and you're like wow this is awesome it was so cool to see man well and it goes to it goes to show people you know those of us that have a lot of experience flying we oftentimes get more of a kick watching somebody do that type of thing for the first time than we will watching a guy you know do this incredible set of flying I mean don't get me wrong there's nothing like watching guys like young Devin do what he's doing or Kyle Stacy or any of these other guys fly the way they're flying I mean there's it doesn't videos don't do it justice no doubt yeah. right but Perhaps one of the greatest and most enjoyable times of these types of fun flies are watching these new pilots grow and learn from their experiences. And it's pretty awesome. It's a it's a it's a great time. And everybody walks away kind of almost depressed in a way because the time is over. Uh, but you've developed a real family. And every time we come back to it, it's like a reunion. It's it's great. It's it's, it's a great time. Awesome. Nice. So we're really looking forward to it. And we got some great guys, of course, that'll be there. I know um, lots of guys known to everybody. Of course, you know some of the RCHN crew is going to be there. Alex Rose, I know, is going to be out there from MSH USA. That's one of his favorite fun flies of the year. And he's always a blessing. You know, he's helping everybody and taking care of people left and right. And, you know, you guys talk about these scale helicopters. We got a guy in the Northeast or the Northwest that has insane scale helicopters and he brings them every single year. Uh, we call him spinner. Well, that's his name, but the guy is like, a um, he's a firefighter, you know, by day, but man, let me tell you, this guy has some incredible scale helicopters. He's got one and this is not an exaggeration. That's bigger than me. And it has a turbine in it. It's awesome. Uh, and that's a big helicopter. Oh, wow. Do you ever yeah. see me? It's I've, amazing. I've- I've yet to see a turbine heli in person. So. Oh, bro, let me tell yeah. you. And the way Mike flies these helicopters, uh-huh. he makes them look like the real deal. Nice. The the first time I saw his bigger turbine in the air, I actually thought somebody was landing in the middle of the farm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's, that's how awesome that helicopter looks. And that guy nice. is skilled. He's got a serious talent. When he funny, when we did the bottle knock contest with him, he had a mm-hmm. really creative way of knocking all the bottles down. The guy just hovered right over the bottles and then just basically kicked in some pitch and just blew all the bottles away. <laughs> nice. I'm curious, <laughs> wow. when you guys do the bottle knock, is there anything in the bottles or just empty? Like, Are they plastic bottles or glass bottles? Well, what are kind they? Of, 
we kind of are beginning to have to weigh them down so that yeah. we're not um, it's not as easy but no it's it's we've gotten really good at the way we've set these things up now and let me tell you that thing is the great equalizer it is fun watching guys try to knock these bottles down it's a lot harder than everybody thinks uh-huh. um the 30 second hover is also another uh it's yeah. another great great contest i'm the only one by the way for the record i'm the only one that did it dead on 30 seconds there is nobody in the history of rchn that's done it really dead on 30 seconds yeah i'm the only one which is kind of cool i didn't cheat either so it was that was kind of <laughs> that was kind of a fun one, but nice. but the, the the contests are awesome. It's just fun watching guys do what they do. The night fly is a blast. I I the one thing I love more than anything on the night fly is me and Justin getting on the microphone and talking guys into the ground. <laughs> Dude, it is so fun. It is so fun. And we got some guys that are funny. When they fly at night, bro. I mean, funny. There's a guy from Puerto Rico. He's one of the planners of RCHN6. And uh, Michael Ludke, that guy is crazy when he gets behind the sticks. He does these pitch pumps that look nasty, violent, bro. Like, here, here's the picture. If you can take a, a guy who's forging nails right, or forging a, a piece of metal into a knife and the, the picture of the guy just hammering down on the knife, that's Ludke with this helicopter and it is the most entertaining thing you will ever see it is so funny how he just pancakes that thing just up and down up and down up and down i mean and they're all incredibly talented pilots that are doing it but the night fly is a blast to watch watching guys just push it and push it and push it and push it you've never seen anything like it nice awesome man so yeah i I just want to encourage guys to go you could go on rc flight deck and you can register for it um it is uh like i said i think it's inexpensive considering all the things you're getting you know in return um and is going to be the best uh fun fly i think you're gonna see on the west coast i think the the environment's awesome i think the people are awesome i just think that uh, everything about this fun fly is awesome uh you're gonna love it and Hopefully, you know, you guys can make it a point to come down here. If there's one you want to go to, that's the one you want to go to if you want to come out on this side of things. Yeah, yeah nice. it, it's on my bucket list to get out there. And, and look, so you guys far be, away. You guys would be welcome with open arms. I've got a few on my bucket list. You know, I got Urcha. Still haven't done that. Uh, definitely want to go to to Ryberts. I'd love to go uh, do that. And I'd love to go to, you know, what is OHB now, whatever that, you know, whatever it's become. Yeah, it's uh, called like not to, OHB. Yeah, not <laughs> OHB. There you go. I, I started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Torches Winter Bash is what it's called. Yeah, that's winter right. Bash. Is that what it is? The Torches Winter Bash? Yeah, yeah. well, it's OHB. But anyway, I, that's that's what I'd, I'd love to do that too. I think that'd be a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah well, it's OHB. Are crazy. You know, <laughs> the Floridians are all crazy, but you know how that goes. So, but I do think it's kind of cool. I do think that um, next time I'm out on the East Coast, I can I can schedule my radio show commitments out there at the same time that those things go on. I think so. I don't know. I, I you know I have to just double check the schedule, but I think that'd be kind of cool. I can be out there and participate with everybody. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Awesome. So yeah, and and all to say that even when I was out there with you guys at your home field, man. That was a blast. Holy smokes, man. I mean, just the enthusiasm that everybody has out there. It felt like a mini fun fly, and you guys do it every week. It, it's not like the SoCal environment, that's for sure. So think about that, but then coming to, like, South Jersey or the Heli Fest, like the Free Fall Heli Fest, like, it's, it's just like that, but even more so. 
Well, you know, the free fall heli fest is absolutely a given. I mean, I talked to Kevin about this, but I actually think I'm going to be able to do that next year. That's what I think. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a blast. You tell me when you can come out here and I will schedule it that weekend. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, I would, I would love for you to come out it. here. I would love it. It would, um, it would be a blast. I, I remember when I saw you, when I went out there and watched you fly that 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 one oxy flight you did. That was insane, bro. I don't think I've ever seen anybody go so fast inverted across the across the the deck. That was crazy, bro. It was a lot of fun watching you guys fly. You guys are great pilots. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, it was fun. And I had a great time just hanging out with you guys. Yeah. You just know, shooting oh, my shit and really talking cool. and hanging out, man. It was fun. Great to see your family, Steve. Great yep. to see everybody over there. Great, great group of guys you guys fly with. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Nice. I guess uh let's move it on to news and announcements. News and announcements. News and announcements. Okay, so what do we got here? Pulse, right? Yeah, I forgot this one last week. The Pulse uh, Ultra Defender. It's a new um, backup system. It's yep. uh, kind of similar to the backup, the OptiPower backup guard, mm-hmm. Ultra Guard, whatever it's called. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can guard. get it with or without a battery. So if yep. you have like a, you know, a, a small 2S, let's see what com- it comes with a 500 milliamp hour 2S. If you happen to have one laying around, you could just buy the the board and the light. Yeah, so you don't uh, put it put it on there. So it um, has some newer features, I would say, than like the OptiGuard, which is cool. You know, mm-hmm. I like the whole uh, to transient voltage drop alert or just the voltage drop alert in general. You know, if it senses that it drops a BC voltage, it'll kick on and provide it proper voltage. Yeah, but the Opti Power does that too. Does it? Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. I, I know it does it from the voltage dropping, but I thought it's like, I thought it's like if it loses all voltage, it, it basically kicks in. I didn't know that it it's even handles like a oh, little. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'm not sure about that, but I know what you're talking about now. I have one major gripe with this thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I know what it is. I know what it is. You have to turn it on. Yeah. That's a huge design flaw in this. Uh, oh, really? That's a bummer. I had high hopes as you guys were talking. Yeah, about I did too. I was like, oh, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was really excited till I read that you have to turn it on, and that makes it completely useless for me because I'll forget. I yeah, mean, I don't know why yeah, they couldn't make it automatically come on like the others. That would have mm-hmm. made more sense. I mean, other than that, it looks awesome. But then it's like very comparable to like the Scorpion um, bug, yeah. right? Yeah. Which you know, it's the same thing. You have to power it on, and I, you know, I, I mean, almost, I guess. Yeah, and if you I mean, power it on, does it mean you have to recharge it too? It doesn't automatically. No, no it automatically it, you know, recharges. It automatically oh, it charges. Does. So in that way, it's better than the Scorpion. I mean, I guess if you're really good about your routine and stuff, but I would always forget. And even if yeah. you only forget one time, that's going to be the damn time you need it. I mean, sure, right? Go. <laughs> so, you know, you still got the, the Ultra Guard and the R2 buffer unit, which neither one of those have to be turned on. So I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Maybe they'll, um, you know, they might update it or something uh-huh. and address that. But other than that, it looks pretty cool. Comes with the LED lights that uh, blink. 
you know, in case you don't have telemetry or something. Yep. So it's just another option. And that's the thing, like the difference between this and like an R2 buffer pack is that um, the buffer pack won't tell you if your BSC failed. Like no, you, if you don't you have, have telemetry. Yeah, yeah, you won't know. Yeah, so like whatever you, whatever voltage is put into it, like you know, if you're hooked up to say a 2S LiPo or a BC running 8.8 volts or 8.4 volts, it'll run at 8.4 when it loses power when your BC fails or you know when you need it, but it will quickly start dropping in voltage, and that's where you need telemetry to alert you that hey, your BC failed. You're running on a backup, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one has the light, which is cool. Um, but yeah, the to- the whole turning on thing is is definitely something you you have to get used to. And the other thing is that you know, like the OptiGuard, you really should unplug it when you're not using it, yes. or that the small bit of phantom drain that you get from you know any electronics being plugged into something um, right. could eventually fail the battery. Right, the battery could. Right. Yeah, I read some voltage. stuff where people were complaining that you like it says in here that they recommend unplugging it after the flight mm-hmm. i don't think that's necessary but, but if you, it's a long time you should yeah. unplug it probably at the end of the day or if you're not going to be flying less than a week or something i would definitely unplug it it says yeah. uh if the defender will not be used for more than two weeks we recommend placing it into storage mode so right. think about that two weeks roughly to put, you got you got to put the battery into storage yeah, the, it's, well, it's, it's I mean, just like any other light bulb, right? Yeah, you don't have to, but it's not a bad idea. Uh, but it helps. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it helps. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, one thing that's cool, but then like, but I don't know, like, how would you charge this battery? Because it doesn't have like main leads, you know, it just has like the balance port. I'll just plug it in and turn it on. It'll charge itself. It's yeah, but how, no, I'm saying, how do you how do you get it into a balance? Oh, discharge it. Yeah, um, you have to have storage. special leads. You have to make yeah. a. Uh, so you'd have to a make the lead, lead, right? Well, it says um, into storage charge mode. Oh, is there a mode on the the board that will bring it to storage? Well, it says we recommend placing the defender into a storage charge mode of three point seven to three point eight five. Yeah, so I don't know if that means that the board will do it. Maybe it has a storage mode. It says storage be. charge mode. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's cool then. Maybe you hold different. the button down or something. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Maybe you press it like three times and it goes into like some storage. Yeah, mode. that's better than the uh, Ultra Guard. So that's yeah. Because cool. I've seen the Ultra Guards go on fire, and a lot of the times, it's been either because the thing's been over discharged, or if a cell goes out of balance, and then. Basically, it tries to charge one cell that's at 4.2 and the other cell that's at 3.5, and right. it blows yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I- I- any of these that use a battery, you kind of got to treat it as a LiPo. Um, I mean, it is, right? It is a LiPo. I, I, I kind of leave mine plugged up a lot of times, but mm-hmm. I'm usually f- I'll fly it every week or at least every other week. Yeah. Um, if, I, if it's not for a while, I'll unplug it. And before yep. I plug it in, I always just stick the battery checker on it just to make sure one of the cells hasn't dropped or something. Yep. And if you yep. do that, I mean, it it's not going to be an issue. But if you leave it plugged in, let it set all winter, and then don't do anything and plug your flight pack in, yeah, you might get a nasty surprise. Sure. <laughs> As in your helicopter on fire. Yep. Uh, what else do we have? Somebody started a petition, a White yes. House petition thing. Yes. To keep the rule 336 mm-hmm. 
I think we should put a link in the show notes, Steve, because I was going to read it, but it's super duper duper long. Yeah. So, I mean, Can let's we do that. Sure. We're definitely going to do that. It's also posted already. I took the link and already shared it out to our Facebook page. But basically, okay. well, um, I was more thinking about, again, here I am talking about people that aren't on Facebook and that there may not be anyone. Are you talking about like on our website then or? Or yeah, on the on, on the, the post thing, itself, on the podcast one. Sure, sure. Yeah, I could definitely add a link to that to the it's actual all over show Facebook. release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, just in case someone, I can only, I only know one guy, but there's probably more people out there that aren't on Facebook. Yep. So, you know, I don't know where that we're in as dire straits as some people are thinking. If you watch the video of that guy, it makes it sound like it's really really bad. Uh. And I think we talked about the AMA issuing a release after that, saying that, yes, we were aware of it. And we had representation there, but it it was a meeting about drone countermeasures and didn't really have anything to do with us. So he kind of stirred up the pot a lot. It might not be as uh, dire straits as some people are thinking. But nonetheless, I think it's great to, to sign this. And at least we can see that there's a large population of us that are, are modelers. Yes. So, it, I mean, it could only help getting yes. getting our numbers up like this. Yeah, and signing is no big deal. You put your first name, your last name, and your email and click sign Yeah, that's now. all you got to do. Yep. Um, as of now, they've got like uh, 8,218. And the goal is 100,000. No, I'm sorry. 6,031 have signed right. so far. Yeah. So. And, yeah, and the goal is 100,000 people. Um and that's by the eighth, which is going to be the Saturday after this this podcast comes out on Friday. So get oh, to yeah. it, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's I don't know. Not going to happen. But open up as many fake uh, uh, Gmail accounts that you can and sign up multiple what's times. In- yeah. What's <laughs> interesting is this was uh, created on August 9th, and uh, I just saw it like three or four days ago. When did you yeah. guys see this? Yeah, I saw maybe maybe a week tops. Whenever yeah. I shared the, so I the link is when I saw it. So it, it got a slow start, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I figure the more people sign it, the better off we'll be. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe so they could do it again too, it right? Like you know, this is the first run, and then some someone else can post this again, and you know, just keep at it because sure, sure. You know, I I mean, you know, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how dire straight this really is, but it doesn't hurt. And the more support that this um, petition gets, uh, the harder it is for the CBO to do something about it. And, you know, in my opinion, like, if they win, they can designate what our skies are, you know, who has freedom in our skies. And and that's not good in our in in my opinion. So, well, um, there's a there's a bigger problem that's tied to this. And I'll I'll be very brief about it. but um, this is a, a very common tactic right now being used in the legal world. We see it all over the place. And what's, yeah. what's happening is, is they are testing the grounds with something that would appear to be nominal, but is absolutely significant enough to create uh, damage to whatever cause we might be seeking to uh, preserve. And so mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're doing something small to see if we yell. If we yep. don't yell, 
then that's their okay to go do something else. And um, I, uh, I'll just leave it be, but I'll give you a great example of this. You know, Facebook did this recently with this uh, uh this I forgot the guy's name. The guy's a little crazy. He's a, he's a little nut. He's kind of nutty. Uh, comes out with all these crazy conspiracy theories, and you know the moon the moon wasn't the moon landing wasn't real, and all that. They cut him off. He's got like ten thousand followers. And what's really scary, what's really detrimental to everybody saying, well, he was crazy. Doesn't matter if he gets cut off. Is well, they're testing that to see whether or not they can infringe upon the free speech of everybody else. Because if nobody kicks and screams over what that guy says, mm-hmm. then no one's going to kick and scream over what other people say. And it's the same kind of thing. They're, they're doing this all across the board. And lobbyists pay a lot of money for this type of thing to happen, especially in uh, what, what I guess I would call niche areas, kind of like the radio control world. It's, it's mm-hmm. not as big of a community as uh, it might seem to us. And so they want to see. They want to know. You know, which constituents are going to kick and scream. So if we sit down and don't do anything about it, I think we could open up the door for some really bad things to happen. I agree. Definitely. Mm -hmm. By the way, it's awesome that James has his own like soundtrack to to his life. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he talks, I hear music. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so so this is why it sounds really bad. Okay, so. I'm in my office right now, and my office is not completely soundproof. So in the sanctuary next door, there's a men's Bible study going on. So what you're hearing is you're hearing my worship leader leading people in music, which is about to be finished in another five minutes. So that's that's exactly that's exactly what you're hearing. That's, you might notice that it, it sounds a little weird when I speak up now because I've been hitting it on mute to keep the music from – from bleeding through. I guess that isn't working too well. <laughs> I, just, I just figured you had a soundtrack. That's all. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no soundtrack going on. No soundtrack. Sorry. So, no worries. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just want to bring up that there's, uh, from what now, if you believe the AMA, according to them, there, that there are plenty of representatives in Congress that support rule 336 and want to preserve you know, Mahler's, uh, it says here, for example, the chairman of the House of Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, Representative Bill Schuster, acknowledges Mahler's have been operating safely and Congress needs to, quote, protect the people who haven't done anything wrong, end quote. So there's, it's not like all of Congress is ready to throw this rule out. But uh, so we do have some support. Yeah. But, but, but signing this stuff, but, signing but, but, this thing type of things just uh doesn't hurt it can only help us Mm -hmm. well i i kind of think yeah and i i would agree with you on a lot of levels there andy the only thing about all of this that really scares me is i think it's kind of worse than that i think that a majority of the congressmen and a majority of the senate people the only reason why i know that is because i hear it firsthand um i have a one of my friends that's a senator i i ask and the thing is is most of these guys don't even know what 336 is well they have yeah. They have no idea. They they call a drone, um, they'll call an air hog uh, toy a drone. And so most of them don't even know. So the only thing that they're going to hear is whatever lobbyist gets in their ear the loudest, basically. Right. And if there's nobody lobbying and educating them and telling them what's going on, it's not a cause that they're willing to, to expend political 
uh, money on, basically. In other words, they're not going to their political capital isn't going to be expended. So I think I think the more of us as constituents get involved and do say something. And the funny thing is, it's only a, it only takes a few minutes. It's only you well, know, it a only couple takes minutes. a few seconds to sign. Yeah, even thing, a few really seconds. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You're right. That's absolutely right. It makes a big difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it can only help. That that was my whole point. That's why I just kind of wanted to put the word out. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to, but it would help. It would help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, awesome. So, on a, a nicer note, what do we got for Motion RC? I know we got something new. Uh, I put say hello to the L39. Oh, from- yeah. Free Wings Albatross, and when I first thought saw Albatross, I thought, uh, oh, is it the uh, biplane? The but old no, biplane, yep. It's mm-hmm. the L-39 is the jet. That's what I thought, yeah. That's and it's why the I couldn't cool find looking it. jet with the pods on the wings, mm-hmm. like the wingtips. I think yep. that's so cool, man. Yeah, it looks super cool. And I saw one of these years ago in Vegas at a fun fly. The guy had a pretty large scale one, and it flew great, man. He flew the crap out of it. And I was kind of thrilled to see this being something new that Motion RC is offering. And um, I wanted to look at the specs on this real quick. I didn't didn't check yeah, it out, but the wingspan is... Hey, ch- check this out, Kevin. Flies as smooth and rock solid as our popular Avanti S. Oh, that's so interesting. Check. Yeah, it's a yep. sport jet performance in a scale jet package. And 56 it's, um, millimeter fan is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, 80 mil is what it says. Yeah, 80 mil. It's got the uh, the shock-absorbing landing gear that can handle the grass, which is great, like the Avanti. Uh, and here's something super cool. Plastic-lined canopy to prevent bubbling or uh, gatoring. Uh-huh. If you've cool. ever had a, a EPO foam plane set out in the sun and not pay attention Melts. to it. Yeah, well, it gets that alligator skin. Yeah inside the canopy because it traps all the heat yep so that's i'm really that's cool that they did that because it makes it look bad when that happens yeah and there's some cool things so it's a 41.5 inch wingspan it's 53.2 inches long it has like this multi-function control box unit so Mm -hmm. that everything kind of plugs into that um it is receiver ready for 349 dollars, which is not bad for an 80 millimeter jet um no and the six, flaps are enormous on this thing man yeah looking at some of the pictures yep huge flats a 6s uh battery system so you, you know you got some power in this looks like it's got a lighting system in it too yeah and and it's not even a small 6s it's a 4,000 or 5,000 million battery so and you get big. two pilots one sitting behind the other <clears throat> yeah and the scale copy looks really good yeah. the scale details on it looks really good like the 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 color scheme and all the details to like you know the jet itself like you know all the warnings and all that stuff on there yeah it's on pre-order right now and it's a estimated eta for late september yeah it's pretty awesome looking the l39 is that the same as um didn't not not e-flight uh tower hobbies had didn't they have a an l39 somebody did but the yellow one it was a yellow one yeah this has kind of got the ducks behind the pilots Kind of that look. It's up high behind the pilots. And mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's got those pods, those real recognizable pods on the wingtips, which yep. I think make it look awesome, man. Yep. Yeah. They'll stop you really well when you hang them in the grass also. Well, they, <laughs> they pop off, I think. <laughs> yeah. I should also note you can get an R plus servos 
for yeah. 269. Yeah. So if you have a, a, a high power 80 millimeter EDF or an ESC or something, you can go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, put your own souped up power unit in. Oh, yep. Very interesting. Cool. I find a lot of these kits just good to just get like the ones that come with it. I don't know. It just makes it easier. Everything fits perfectly. It's made for. Well, it. but see what I did when I got my Avanti, I got the Arf mm-hmm. Plus because, well, for one, I had a, a I had a hundred amp Hobby Wing ESC lying around. Okay. But then I bought the Free Wing upgraded. Uh, it had oh, a bigger okay. motor. It, it nice. was an in runner. I, mm-hmm. I I got the in runner, which has a little more a little more thrust. Yeah, and it bolts right in. I mean, it just fits just like the stock one. So nice. It's going to cost you a little more to do that, um, especially if you don't have an ESC. Like it's it's probably the cheapest and easiest to buy the plug and play, but you can easily get a little more performance by going to that upgraded EDF unit, and it bolts right in. Like there's no modifications or anything to it. You just plug it in and go. Nice, yeah. So that worked out cool. Such a cool looking jet. It is. It is really cool looking. And being eighty millimeter twelve bladed fan, it's gonna I bet you it's gonna sound freaking amazing. It's probably the same power unit in the that Avanti. Yeah. Kev, Kevin, it it sounds pretty decent. It's yeah. a twelve blade. Yeah, it sounded good. Man, we heard it this weekend. Thought it sounded great. They they nice. make some pretty good stuff. And some of my friends have got a ton of those free wing uh edfs and they all lock them pretty well cool Uh-oh. all right and what else do we have here Did you guys see the uh video from bk hobbies of the uh launcher for the tortuga no i actually haven't i've been uh, kind of off you of Facebook. Seen that? no um bert did a whole video about how you can build a pvc launcher to make it a little bit easier to launch a tortuga nice i gotta uh, build this yeah it's pretty neat um, but I saw one huge flaw in his design and I just wanted to make a, a PSA on this before somebody knocks their teeth out. Okay. Um, Too he, late. he used a big, like three eighths inch bungee cord. Okay. And on, on one end, you've got a loop and you put it on a stake in the ground, mm-hmm. 35 foot cord that you're going to stretch out to about 70 feet. Okay. Right. And then it attaches to the launcher. Well, on both ends, he used a, a big, heavy, three-eighths inch cable clamp. And if you've ever used any of those, they're they're pretty substantial. Sure, yeah. And uh, don't do that. You can tie a knot, which will be just as effective, either a, a double figure eight or an angler knot. Both of those, will, you can Google them. Both of those will work good on bungee cord. Anytime you add a, a, a chunk of metal to a bungee cord, you've got a very dangerous projectile. Yep. So I would not want to be on the end of that pulling it and it come loose and hit you in the face or hit you in the nuts or pretty much hit you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know it's either going to be one of those two. It's going to yeah. hit you in the face or the nuts. If it hits you in the head, it, it, it could easily kill you. It'd be like hitting with a bullet. Right. Um, it, it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm sensitive to it because I've heard of lots of people getting killed with tow ropes. Um, like in farm equipment, you, you have a big tow strap or a tow rope. And if you foolishly add a shackle or something to the end of it, a piece of metal and something comes loose, that thing goes straight through the window and takes your head clean off. Mm. So it's, uh, 
I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it is very, very dangerous. So you can tie a knot to make your loop, and then you don't have that piece of metal. So if it comes loose, yeah, it's going to probably smack you, but it's it's not going to injure you nowhere near as bad. Yeah. So just just wanted to put that out there. But other than that, it's a pretty good design. It's a PVC thing with a bungee, and it, it looks like it shoots it off of there and works perfectly in the video. All right, so you heard it from Andy. Don't uh, don't put a heavy cable clamp, and make sure you sign the petition for the three three six. They're both <laughs> dire straight right now. Do the yeah. signing of the petition first, just in case. Yeah. Sign, yeah. Just sign in the case. thing first before you stretch your bungee cord, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. All right. Okay. So is that it for news and announcements? I think that's it. Yes. All right. I uh, just want to add one last thing. Um, kind of fun fly news too. It's uh, South Jersey fun fly. It will be a week after this podcast is released. So if you're in the Northeast area and have access to a car, a plane, a train, or any method of transportation that can get you to South Jersey, donkey. Um, yeah, a donkey, horseback. I mean, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a great event. It's definitely like just about people and flying and having fun. So. Uh, I'm sure we'll get that. We'll get some information uh, for the uh, RC flight deck and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you might get a chance to see Bill throw up. <laughs> Had to just throw three beers. Bill, huh? Oh, and the three before that. Yeah, it yeah. Just cost you three beers. And then a uh, chicken sandwich from McDonald's. <laughs> oh, he's de- he's definitely going to throw up on the West Coast because he's bragging about how excited he is to start drinking all of Phil's apple pie. Oh, so he's boy. he's definitely going to be blowing chunks. Uh, somebody get video of that or maybe not don't get video of that <laughs> awesome alright so let's go on to what's next for you in the hobby what's next f- for you who me I don't know I don't know I stopped Talking I to me? let it go <laughs> All what's, right. what's next for you James yeah what's next for you James man uh, RCHN 6 is what's next Wait, for me did you even hobby. tell me did you even announce what dates they are it is September the 20th through the 23rd. So September Thursday, September the 20th through Sunday, September the 23rd. And like I said, it's going to be a hit. You can go to rcflightdeck.com and uh, you'll actually see the event right there. Nice. Very cool. So, and like I said, lots of, uh, well, anyway, all kinds of things going on. And look, free food the whole weekend. I mean, come on, you can't beat that. It's going to be no, a great you time. You can't beat that. That's a great yep. deal. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. And, um, you know, we, uh, my group of people that are going up to do the whole food thing, man, we're doing it. There's no strings attached. We're doing it because we just love this community. We want to, you know, we want to bless everybody in the community. And it, let me tell you, we get a lot out of it. Believe me, it's a, it's a great time. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. It is going to be a great fun fly. If you are not signed up, you should sign up. Um, we're going to have lots of giveaways and it, like I said, it's just going to be a great time. Nice. Awesome, man. How about you, Kevin? What, what do you got going on next? I'm going to be on call, but I hope to get some flying in mm-hmm. for sure. Bo nice. show. That's it for me. How about you, Steve? Uh, so I, I didn't get a chance to finish the FT edge, so I'm going to try to get that built. Um, I didn't get a chance to finish my spotlight, so I'm going to try to get that built. Um, I was wondering how that worked out, but yeah, you know, it was like too much. I I, I couldn't find my uh, multimeter, and I was like, okay, do I 
do I take a whole bunch of time trying to look for this multimeter somewhere in my house yeah. or somewhere? Or do I build a night canopy and get that ready because, you know, time's running out. and sure. So, so um, yeah, I'm, I should have it done before this weekend. Uh, definitely before next weekend at the Fun Fly. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to really take a, a chance to, um, you know, give it a shot and see what it looks like. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and, you know, I haven't gotten a chance to look, but, I you know, the, the, the little looking I've done, I can't find anything that's less than 60 degrees of uh, reflection on that, on that lens. Mm-hmm. So I might have to play around with it. Maybe there's some way of getting it to f- focus on a tighter spot to be more mm-hmm. of a spotlight. Yeah. But um, yeah, between that, um, I wish I could go to. So there's an event this weekend. Um, the day after this podcast comes out, it is um, at Sea View Rotary Ring in Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a commemorative fun fly for uh, Roman Purezek Jr. who. Uh, you know, lost his life, I think, a couple of years ago in a helicopter incident. So we're trying to get folks to come out for that. Um, I Unfortunately, I can't make that. I, I have to watch the kids that day. And, uh, you know, that's another thing. If, if you're in the Brooklyn or Northeast area and you, you're off, that's Saturday. Go go check it out. Sea View Rotary Wing is the club that's holding it. And it's uh, located in Brooklyn. So, um, uh, yeah, besides that, yeah. Just get ready for South Jersey. Yeah, really, that's it, I think. South Jersey. Yeah, man. That's nice. in two weeks, right? Or That's that's in two weeks, from, yes. Yep. yep. Week from the show. Cool, guys. Nice. Um, and what about you? I've got some old uh, Blade 300X. Got like two or three of them laying around and two or three shoeboxes full of parts. So I'm going to dig some of those out and give them to a girlfriend to start practicing with at her house. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I think we're going to probably, she wants to build an oxy, like Mm -hmm. an oxy three, but I think we're going to start with these and let her crash them until I run out of parts and then start with the oxy. So that'll give her some, a little more practice on something old that nobody cares about. And she smashed. So, so Andy's girlfriend, if you're listening to this right now, the translation is, he has no faith in you, and he thinks you're going to crash at the very second you put it in the air. I just want you to, <laughs> I want you to know. <laughs> Damn. I like being an instigator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's at, if she could ever figure out how to land, she, she would be no problem. She can hover and fly around a, an entire pack. She just can't land. So I don't that know. Was, that was always my She problem. could take off, fly around, and she just has to probably smash it in the ground. I don't know. But other than that's pretty good. So, so you're saying she has no problem landing. It just breaks when she does. Yeah, exactly. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, that's so funny. And uh I'm gonna get I got I forgot to talk about it in last week, but I got my gasser out, dusted it off put a couple flights on it over the weekend and um it's a lot of fun i always forget um it it hates this weather though Mm. it's so hot and humid i'm at like 3500 feet density altitude and it's just like but it's still fun it's fun to shoot autos with and stuff um for two hours yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I get ten. I get ten minutes 
a 3D with a little bit left in the tank, or if I do a little bit of 3D and then shoot a bunch of autos, I get like about 20 minutes. Oh man, it's so not bad. That's awesome. Practice. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out and fly it some more. But man, it flies. I mean it. It's so stout in the winter time when the air's a little bit cooler and mm-hmm. I'm at like zero feet density altitude or something. Yeah. It's just where I'm at. It's hot and it's, it's like 95 degrees and it's super humid. It just hates that. It hates me. It's like, I can't do it. <laughs> That's funny. I was telling people that I have a few helicopters that were begging for the winter break. Uh-huh. It's like, can this guy stop flying me? <laughs> Please. Is it winter yet? No, it, it flies great in the cooler weather. I mean, yeah. it's it's just yeah. that it's just that density altitude. I mean, it's yeah, you lo- you you just lose power. There's no way around it. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. But anyway, so I guess that's it for me. I'm so like thinking about buying a gas or two. I don't know. Yeah, I am going to be buying another helicopter sometime soon. I'm real excited to get this uh, this N7 conversion done. Yeah, what's the status on that? Is it it's uh, your it's kit shipped and? It's still, yeah, I've got the kit. Oh, I've you got, got the, the kit. Engine. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the convert. I had the conversion kit before Archa. Oh, okay. And I've got the engine. Uh-huh. From, uh huh. From Mr. Kerry Shirley. Yep. And Ooh. I've got everything I need. I just got to sit down and do it. Yep. Talk about Kerry Shirley. He started a new Facebook page, a uh, Facebook group, sorry, um, yeah. Gas Power Helicopters. Yeah, Gas Powered. Yeah, Gas Powered Helicopters or yeah. Gas Powered Thoughts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, if you're into gassers or something, go check it out. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm in there and Steve's in there and yep. there's, all the gasser guys are starting to, to pile in. So yes. it should be a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going like to be a nice If you're interested and, yep. or have questions or not sure how to get started or something, mm-hmm. I mean, that'll be a good group to check out for sure. Exactly, yep. That's nice. why I joined. <laughs> but there is a gaster that uh, someone I know is selling. It's a goblin gaster. And I'm like, ooh, should I? I don't know. Yes, yeah. should. I should, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. All <laughs> right. So I guess it's uh, is it time to wrap it up? It's time. To wrap it up. Wrap it up. It's time for me to fire up iTunes. Because it'll yep. be ready when I need it. Why don't you fire that up when the show starts and then it'll be ready by the time we're It's still not it. ready. <laughs> it still wouldn't be. Because I always forget. <laughs> so Gosh, Kevin, what are we paying you for? <laughs> oh wait, right? Comedy yeah. relief. <laughs> okay, so we are at eight hundred and nine likes. And Facebook never tells me how many likes new likes we have, but I see two new names, so we'll read it off real quick. Read it off. All right. We have Christopher Vasquez and Matthew Farrell. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Facebook comments. What do we have? Oh, you know exactly what Facebook picture I went to. Uh Uh-huh. To talk about. Uh Uh-huh. There was a picture that was staged of me sitting in a chair with my head in my hands and <laughs> the post from the Steve. Yeah, it broke the internet. <laughs> it said Kevin lost his heli in the soybeans. And I got to thank everybody that commented. And I'm going to read everybody. Um, I said this picture is staged. Of course, Bill said no, it's not. I said yes, it is. 
Uh, our buddy Eric said, so what happened? Gina Tucker said, did you get the helicopter back? And Mark Ritchie said, apparently, Kevin got the helicopter back, Gina, but doesn't know the story yet. Well, now everybody knows the story. Uh-huh. Musamil Bazi said, damn, what happened? LOL, where, why, guys? Uh, Joe Reyes said, help, help, help. <laughs> Chris Nutt said, <laughs> no. Uh, Craig Siegman said, what are you doing just sitting there? Get to the chopper. <laughs> my favorite comment is from my mom, who s- just laughed at me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which was freaking hysterical because we were sitting there and Steve said, did you see the comment your mom left? She just <laughs> yeah. laughed at you. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I think that's before you said it was stage, right? No, it was, it, the, my first comment was it was stage. Oh, okay. But my mom even knows I wouldn't sit there like that. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, Ricky Cricky, who lost his 550 um, two years ago, said, found my 550 Diablo two years ago in the soybeans. I hope you find it. He said, you can, you gotta stick around, stick your head below the soybeans and look around. Andre Rousseau said, oh no. Lynn Cummins said, I hate that, bro. I feel ya. Andrew Lack said, don't worry. I lost my 550 in the corn up there last year. Patrick Sean Murphy said, get your butt out there and find it. Steve said, it's all a joke. Kevin actually found his heli. Actually, Mike Welch found it this morning, threw a new battery in it and flew it. Leroy Hall said, man, that basically happened to me once. Was doing pyros and my battery ejected. Pulled the ESC fly bar and half the wires out of the servos. Fly bar and ESC was never found. It was a 500 class. It was over $500 in the crash. Man, that sucks. Uh-huh. Uh, Keith Williams says, LOLG's my worst ca- crash by far was when my 6HVU boom strike during the elevator TikToks thing exploded. The, f- the flybarless unit uh, got hit by the blades and at some point went flying across the field. I found it weeks later, but when I tried tried it in the USB, it was dead. Mikado said they couldn't repair it. Uh, both packs tacoed and vented smoke. All servo wires were ripped out. Wow. Wow. Three kit plus electronics. It's yeah. $800. He also talked about another crash he had where the blade ejected on his, uh, I guess he said, Gowie X3. Uh, in an overspeed, completely freaking rekit. Yep. And then Andrew Hall chimed in. Uh, my absolute worst crash was my 600 blade grip bolt let loose the feathering shaft and fell nose first from 60 feet up. Nothing, nothing lived. Uh, he did manage to find one blade. The other one was never found. Oh, jeez. And I was like, thanks for all the comments. And I uh, said, you'll hear the whole story on the podcast, Darren. Ween said, no, we want to hear it now. Uh, Seth Maddox said, so did he ever get it back? I said, yep, got it back in one piece. Dave Hill said, beans, beans, beans. And James Cadiz said, can anyone help Kevin? It looks like he CA'd his fingers to his head. Help, help, help. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, James. But, dude, it, was, it yeah. was cool to see everybody's support, you know, even though we were, it, was, it was pretty much a joke. I don't know, Steve. I don't think I found it at that point, did I? Or did I find it? You didn't find it at that point, but it wasn't, it was still like, you know, you weren't like actually upset about it. No. You know. I was just like, I I hope I find the Neo. (laughs) Yeah, I think at that point you were kind of like, kind of like wrote it off. And I was like, okay, you know, not going to let it ruin my event. No. Let's make a joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) But now everybody knows the Uh, whole story. mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, do we have any other comments, or we want to go into Facebook? Uh, no, not Facebook. Website comments. We can go to website comments. Uh, yeah, website comments. I do not have. I don't know. Do you have website comments? I do. Uh, awesome. Guillaume uh, wrote us, Dave's buddy, after Dave was on, and Dave was talking about his simple copter 3D. He says, hi, Stephen Kevin, the 3D quad thing that Dave was referring to in the podcast is a simple copter 3D tilt. It's yeah. uh, pretty big, about 550 size, about 550 millimeters between the motors, and it's, and it's got a flight video of it. And this thing looks like Superman without a head. All he has to do is put a round ball in front of that thing. It'll look like a man flying around. It's so freaking funny because the arms are like straight out and then the leg, the tail, you know, booms look like legs. It's too funny. It's like a little V tail. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Guillaume, for that. Uh, and Javier Moreno sent us, uh, an email saying another planker episode. Really? (laughs) It was all in jest though. He was like, (laughs) well, it was bound to happen. I know you guys are all RC flight. And here we go. We have another Planker episode. Uh, but he did say that he really enjoyed Dave. And uh, besides he's a scientist, he said uh, we should push him towards helis. And he said a couple other things, but he said, you know, good job. And, and he really liked uh, the episode with Dave. And uh, he wants to hear more from him and uh, Chris about Chris's event. So thanks, Javier. That's All right. Javier from the Full Pitch Podcast. Yes. With who? Jimmy Jones. Jimmy, Jimmy Jones. Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> That's the uh, West Coast. Um, here's Johnny. You sounded like him, Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to say Jimmy Jones, people. Jim Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> All right. So what cool. else we got, man? Uh, let's see. People of Podbean. Oh, people of Podbean. All right. Well, we have a few new people following us. Uh, JPJ Bonnet started following us. CO Mayo Winchester D. Olivedera started following us. Uh, Kenzine started following us. Travis Reyes 112. I know who that is. Started following us. SMJ21, K Reynolds, uh, G Pro 2002, BVGHJ, and BVGHJ liked episode 140, Hilda Flyer. So thanks, guys. Nice. And then we have <clears throat> four days ago, G Pro 2002. Come on, who can't hover with a flybar list? The Jared, the Jared does all the work. <laughs> now hand him a fly bar heli and see some stick work on a breezy day that's how you test hovering skill <laughs> and then um four days ago he says hovering skills damn iphone so i guess correcting uh let's see here fj Mordidio says great episode guys like always thank you frank thanks, uh frank. jared 4454 handy andy a bunch of smiley crying face emoji icons <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day ago, GPRO2002, Kevin, Neil, power reset, check and wiggle your ESC connection, see if a pin is loose, causing reset. If not, open case and check three power pins connections to the Neil board, see if the side joint is loose. Also, another thing you can do is pull the red wire out of your ESC and you can actually just run a BC and see if, um, or, you know, 
two cell lipo receiver pack, whatever. Just kind of see if that that would also, um, you know, take the ESC out of the equation. See if it still resets. Uh, BVGHJ an hour ago says, "Great show, guys." Kevin G Pro has described the issue I had with the V Bar Mini, so it's possible. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, but this is two separate helicopters, and I think yeah, it's definitely two separate. But the Neo is common. The Neo is common. The ESC and but and the wiring. Most. I'm saying he's saying that the solder joint itself, the wire, like internal. Oh, okay. Internal, like I mean, besides the server connector, if if the servo connector is not the problem, check the solder joint itself because if your solder joint's broken, yeah, uh, you true. know, from a crash or something, it could it could be an easy fix. Just you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, take a All right, that. thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Okay, iTunes review. I saw nothing new on iTunes. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, James, for taking the time to come on the show. If uh, anybody wants to get some more details about RCHN6, how would they do that? You can go to who's your daddy at getlost.com and there's all the information. <laughs> no, just- wait, wait, wait. That's my email address. What are you giving out my personal email address? Oh, oh sorry. That's funny. Uh, if you want more information, you can actually go to the RCHN on Facebook. So RC Heli Nation, you can get more information there. You can go to RC Flight Deck, get more information there. Um, I uh, That's probably the best way to do it. And then, of course, you can email Justin Pucci. He's probably going to be the easiest way. If you've got any direct questions for him, you can go to Justin at RCHeliNation.com. Um, and then if you want to get to me directly, you can go uh, on HeliFreak, I'm RC HeliPastor. Uh, you can also get me on Facebook. And uh, and I, I don't remember what my Facebook name is. Goodness but gracious. But you do have a Facebook James, account. Yeah, it's James Cadiz. I think that's what it is. So yep. you can get me there. And uh, I think that's the way to do it. And if you have any questions, we'd be happy to answer those questions. It's going to be a great event. You guys are not going to want to miss out. Sweet. Awesome. All right. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be be fun. Yep. Nice. Yeah, you'll have to have Bill. uh, Well, I don't know. That might be a bad idea. But, you you know, get Bill on as a guest and see what Bill has to say about it. The only problem is he's worse than Justin. You're going to have to bleep probably 95% of the show. (laughs) I already have FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) all right right. i do that as it is i bleep 95 percent of the show tell us about the show what did you what did you think of the fun floor it was that's exactly what all right thanks to our listeners (laughs) he's gonna say it was epic oh my god oh my god so epic this voice gets higher pitch Especially when you start, it gets really, really high pitch when you start hearing the jersey draw come right out of you. <laughs> and when you hit him in the head with an airplane, then he then he gets real high pitch. Oh, it gets really high pitch. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Mike boy. Jackson or something. It's kind of funny. It is kind of a funny sound. You're right. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. That show. Say hi to Chris Rybert. Hey, Chris Rybert. Hi, Chris. Yo, flight yo. Test. <laughs> flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast free for podcast and next to the FD community cast. Hey, Pat and Mike and the community and a community and Hilda flyer. And Hilda uh, flyer. 
rchelyhangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcasting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Walt Ned. The Full Javier. Pitch podcast. Javier, Scott, Jimmy Jones, and Frank Mordeos. <laughs> Good job. Nice. And the Telerotor podcast. Mike, Mike, and Rob. Excellent. Nice. Now, what's their nicknames? Shaggy, Fred, and Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice. you know what? And I'm, I'm just calling those guys out right now on the air, man. Those guys need to put out some more shows. Give me a break. I, I love the technical stuff that they come up with. What's yeah. going on with you guys? Get your act together. Yeah, yeah guys. Hey, I'm done. Yeah, yeah you too, Walt. You too, Walt. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Colin On that out. note. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our listeners. We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. All right. Adios. Adios. Go and sign that damn petition. You only have, like, two hours left. Yes. Cavernous verb. Yeah, it's like fireworks. What the frig? Hey, it's a damn flipping Russian. It's Russian collusion. Let's try this again. Oh, I see the problem. Radio Shack. No wonder they're out of business. Shut that reverb off. Where have I been telling you about that reverb? All right. All right. Are things back to normal? Listen, I can't hear you through that glass. You know, if you got it, can you turn that crap off? Whatever it is, you. All right, there. You, you shut it off. And I still think I'm way too loud. All right, Steve, all right, is, Steve online. is online. Now what did now you what do? Did you, do? you got some, you got kind, some of crazy, kind of crazy. crazy you know, you know listen, listen. I gotta come I gotta in there. Come in there. Are you trying to piss? All right, that's better. Are you just are you trying to piss me off? All right, Steve is calling me. Let me let me take this. I'm crying out loud. Hello. Yo, oh, I'm really loud. Turning it down. Turning it down. All right, dude, I'm having a lot of problems with my sound guy over here. Yeah, man, you should fire him. It's done. Done. Just, nope. just hire hire uh, Jimmy Jones. Just get out of here. Don't even turn. No, don't look at me like that. Just go. All right. I got to watch him leave because. No, that's mine. Don't put that down. Don't take. Oh. These guys, dude, you know, they work for free and they want everything. Of course. Speaking of working for free, Andy's calling. And I'm up again. I, I just. I, I'm adjusting my own levels over here. I might as well just do it myself. I know, right? Everybody just shit. go home. Do it all myself. Might as well pay you nothing to do this. Yeah. Well, well no, let's not be hasty. You think I should make a nitro? Mom, should, yeah. You think I should get another nitro and make that a nightbird? A dedicated nightbird? I kind of want to do an electric. I don't know. Why not get both? Sure. I don't, need, 
I don't need two night. I don't know, man. Nitro flies really, really good at night. Like when the sun goes down and it gets cooler, you get like twenty percent more power immediately. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I noticed that, but it's just the convenience of like. Yeah, know. that's true. <clears throat> yeah. Who was that? I don't know. That was you, Steve. Yeah. That's pretty disgusting. You're welcome. James! Yo, yo, let me put on my headphones. Hold on one second. Put on your headphones. We in the studio, yo. In the studio. Turn up. All right, hold up. Okay, I'm back. All right. We're on with James. James! James. Cadiz. James Cadiz. James Cadiz. Hold on. The ref finna connect this. Yes. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm ridiculous. <laughs> okay, how that sound now? Yes. Well, you Jeez. just put headphones on. The sound that we heard <laughs> really didn't change. <laughs> well, I believe me, that'll sound a lot better. Because uh, when I make all kind of other noise up in this mug, you ain't going to hear it. So it, it'll work out good. <laughs> what the hell is what that? Guys, what are you guys up to? What What the heck's what? What? Sounded like you had one of those aliens in there. Yeah, or like a... Uh... <laughs> Was it the like, oh, this? Oh, that's my chair. See, I just yeah. got my desk oh. not move. Yeah, wow, that's dude. my old crickety. Dude, how do you like that, bro? If you ever come to Southern California and you see my office, bro, it's this massive office that you could drive a car into, right? But, uh, you know, my own bathroom, all of that stuff. But then I still got a rickety chair that I haven't replaced in five years. <laughs> Just, you know, why waste the money, right? Sure. Hey, it's already broken in. That's right, bro. <laughs> let me let me tell you something, bro. If I sit in a chair, it's broken in within the first 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can believe that, boys. Uh-huh. You can believe that. <laughs>